0: This podcast 5 Pillars of Mad Moments Production warahmatullahi wabarakatuh My dear brothers, sisters, friends and the foes out there And welcome to another episode of the Blood Brothers Podcast With your host Didi Hussain uh, Today's guest uh, is an upcoming name It's an upcoming name uh, for various reasons Some have described him as the slayer of those who curse the beloved companions mm-hmm. And when I say slay he, I mean it metaphorically Some call him the kryptonite Of those who side with the tyrants And lick their boots like Shoeshine, why do you wait, sir? Um, but I know him as Brohaji
1: Barakatuh. I was actually going
0: to give a far longer spiel
1: No, you don't uh, need to, bro No, nah, no,
0: nah, but I will I'll tell you <laughs> what that is First and foremost, this podcast was longer overdue. Of course And not with every guest Do I have them on Where I just know There's going to be An in-depth discussion Wallahi I, I, There's certain guests And I've even told Most of them behind camera When certain guests come on I know This ain't going to be A 60 minute thing Okay yeah? Okay.
1: Uh,
0: and I hope that um, You deliver On my expectations Inshallah
1: we are, I won't try to let you down But I know you're, t- you're Tough cookie brother no, so let, no, no, Let's no. see how we get on Inshallah Inshallah, inshallah. So uh, how's the YouTube Thing going bro? It's gone Okay Allah, Allah, Yeah just you know small youtube channel um trying to you know educate our brothers and sisters um regarding hypocrisies of those who don't really have the best interests of the Muslim mm. majority at heart small you know sectarian partisan. And uh, political at times as well. So my, my channel is basically trying to educate. I'm, I'm basic, you know, not even a student of knowledge, but, you know, like the Prophet says, you know, So I'm trying my best, and uh, with the du'as of the people.
0: You released a video uh, earlier this week, or late last week, mm-hmm. about your journey to Speaker's Corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are relatively new in this scene. I am, yeah. Um, so... 2018 was when you first made your debut wasn't it uh yeah i first arrived at speaker's corner you rocked up with a nice beard there's them shades there (laughs) and uh and and, and you started engaging the people
1: of course right and
0: uh, so tell us a bit about that journey what made you go to speaker's corner i know you mentioned it in the video yeah um that it was just a random visit to check out what's going on yeah 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 so tell me how it kind of transformed from that to now i would respectfully say that okay fine you've got a small channel but it's growing been and, it's, and, and, and it's and it's going at a pace which i'm closely monitoring so uh <laughs>
1: tell us tell us i'll uh, I'll make it as uh, brief as possible not trying to bore you um no, no, you I'm basically me, a um a simple you know lay brother who's trying to understand his dean to the best of his ability when I was obviously learning with the graduate from Medina so I was behind the scenes just doing my my bit a lot of brothers from Birmingham used to attend speakers' corner a lot uh that I know personally and when they attended speakers' corner at that particular time in 2018, the rawafid were regular attendees. Be'etul um, Ghadir, just let's get their uh, name out there. So the brother used to keep coming back and and telling us about these, you know, stories and debates and stuff. Now when I used to watch speakers' corner, really, brother Hijab and Adnan Rashid were the ones I used to watch. Very rarely, though, like speakers' corner didn't interest me.
0: Is that because you find Ali's voice annoying?
1: No, 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 okay, no, 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 aki, aki, aki. but uh, <laughs> Go uh, but yeah, so I obviously just you know, I'm you know, married man, you know, performing my duties, you know, looking after my parents and stuff, so I didn't really have the time. Um, so
0: when did you leave
1: for the battlefield or speakers? Corner? So when I left for the battlefield, it was it was an interesting story. Um, my One of my, have you heard of Motley, the one that laughs?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: So he's a close friend of mine. Listen, Motley, your name's not Motley, but, you know, I'm Dick dastardly. But anyway, (laughs) so he was was, was close with his one brother uh, who you always used to go. And when he got back, he goes, look, I feel Haji needs to go to Speaker's Corner. And, uh, and, And Motley goes, yeah, you know what? It's a good idea. Let's present it to him. I don't know they're having this background conversation. So he invited us to his house. And I, I, I got to the house and uh, we were talking about boxing and, you know, what's going on in the news regarding the, uh, the situation with the Muslims. And then he dropped it and he goes, Haji, do you watch Speaker's Corner? And I said, not really, here and there. I go, w- w- what's, what's up with that? He said, no, no, I went to Speaker's Corner, as you know, and uh, you should go. So, I'm, I'm stubborn, bro. I'll be honest with you. And mm. uh, my family and my friends can tell you that Hajj uh, I'm a small guy, but I'll tell you, when I make my mind up, it's going to be difficult to uh, change a, my opinion. There's a
0: bit of Napoleon in New yeah. Probably.
1: Nah, probably nah, yeah. Let's hope there's no Napoleon. No, in no, here. no. I hope no. <laughs> le, le, who can we use as another example? But never anyway, mind. So, he said, What do you reckon? I said, You know what, bro? Nah, it's not my thing, man. You know what I mean? I had cameras and, you know, going out to debate, driving to London as well. They go, Come on, we have a good day out. The sun's out. It was June at that time. we were just going on July. So he goes, let's do it, Haji. I go, no, it's not happening. So I go, drop the subject. I don't want to know. We ate. We ordered pizza. We ate. I went back. But a week later, Motley phoned me and he said, look, Haji, I spoke to that brother again. And I believe you should go. And I said, come on, Akhi. I'm not, I'm not into this, bro. You know, I, I want to stay behind the scenes. I don't want to come out. I just want to be an unknown.
0: So what, was the, so what was the main discouragement just being in front of cameras?
1: Your intentions, Aki. Okay You know Your intentions can sway brother You know And, and I'm, I'll be honest with you Going into this Polemical game Wallah You got to check yourself akhi. Wallah la You know when people praise you And as Abu Bakr said In that famous dua That oh Allah Or as he says that You know Make them see me as I am I am yeah You understand So praise is good It makes you feel good But you know your inner reality okay. And I know my inner reality akhi. I don't want to say it, yeah. But I know So that was the main reason Because Everyone can get you know,
0: like,
1: like, uh, nah. so I, I want to be sincere, and that was the main sort of issue for me, anyway, personally. So he, you know, pressed my buttons, press my buttons, says, Come on, Haji, one time, at least just go, see how you feel, see how you, you know, ex- see the experience, and then if you don't go again, no problem. So I said, Okay, no problem. And then we went, and then history.
0: That's it. That's it. History was made on that yeah. day.
1: I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you,
0: you made an interesting point. You said, uh, you know, to check yourself, yeah. right? And of course, those, the, the du'ats, the Islamic activists, even Mashaykh, people who are involved in da'wah in its various forms have to always renew and realign their intentions, right? Yeah, yeah. This is something that's, uh, it should be a common practice amongst those who are in those fields. So let me posit this to you. How often do you check yourself before you wreck yourself?
1: I wreck myself quite often, but, but have to check, check myself. Yourself. I don't to check myself. Actually, Let's not, I'm not gonna act like I'm an angel, brother. Let's be honest. And when I check myself, it's mostly to do when I get (laughs) positive uh, private messages from brothers and Haji. What are you doing? You're wrecking yourself, bro. Okay, so honestly, that's most of the time, but sometimes I do lie in bed when I do a video. After editing it, and I said, "You know what? Had you come on, brother? You're better than that."
0: Have you ever, have you ever postponed or not released a video because you reflected upon it and thought to yourself, "This may cause more harm than good"? No, to do- no. Why? No. I like no. okay.
1: you know the people we're going to get to. Yeah. Actually, they don't deserve any respect. Okay. And sometimes I go into the video. Uh, Boy, Abdul ismail uh, Abdullah Ismail Farsi, You know he advises me quite a lot. We we speak on it on, on the blower quite a lot, and. He goes, Had you please? Before the video, we discuss what videos we're going to do. Sometimes he says, Had you do this video, do that yeah, video. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I've discussed, obviously, with other brothers as well. I don't want to mention their names. But yeah. he said, Look, Had you please sort out your attitude, sort out your conduct. And then as I'm recording, you have to remember, it's just me and my owner, and we'll get to that. So I got the, I got the camera. You
0: can get carried away.
1: Yeah, and no, I, I watched the video. So when I said, As you can see on screen, yeah. I basically watched the clip. And it works me up when, they, when when I hear them say certain things. You know, misquotations, technicalities. Oh, ch- ch-
0: so basically what you're saying is that you've come with a mindset
1: to behave. Of course. But then you see the clip that you're about to and do. And I lose it, bro. And then you lose it. I lose it. And then I, and I, think, <laughs> and I look at it and then I go, I say, okay. As you see, and then my blood's boiling and I can't control myself, actually. But okay. everyone needs to work on it. You know, everyone has anger issues, I'm sure. Uh, some people control it better than others. But it's not intentional. Let's get that out there. I don't go in there tent thinking, you know what, well, I'm going to use, you know words that are not really appropriate it mm-hmm. just happens at the spare when i'm watching that video as i'm going to talk about it it just gets but, me up and it's all to do again i would think it's about the deen because certain brothers say you know ridiculous things even against our noble prophet sallallahu alaihi and you know again i love the prophet sallallahu and sometimes my anger gets the better of me
0: so you so you do feel that there is a space in which you can describe your muslim interlocutors as bootlickers and paymasters and Airheads and robots and 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 the minions,
1: minions, trolls, trolls, gremlins, freaks, freaks, bootlickers, waste papers. Can I carry on? Can I carry on? Uh, Waste papers, you know, (laughs) Jason, Freddy Krueger. Okay, so you so you feel there is a space for that? Hundred percent. I believe. Look, you know, they are the the worst when it comes to belittling. The Muslims and using, look, I'm called, and again, everyone knows probably it's no secret. (laughs) Donkey of Birmingham. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the reality is, these they use these words, believing they've got religious justification.
0: Okay, so we'll get to the bit about those who you have been very busy with engaging. Yeah. Yeah. Let us first kind of, so you got into Speaker's Corner around 2018. Uh Uh-huh. And then this kind of exchange began with another prominent uh, uh, speaker's corner visitor by the name of Shamsi. Namti, oh sorry. Okay. Shamsi. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and it... And then what literally ended up happening, from because from, I've been following your progress and your development for the last few <laughs> years, uh, with admiration. Please. Yeah, with admiration. You, you're,
1: not, you're not putting in the comment section of no, 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 channel no, no, Donkey no. of Birmingham, no, a knight never in that, my face. Never that, never that. <laughs>
0: good, never that no. um, and, and, and so it just basically became a kind of Shamsi versus Brohanji kind of thing. On issues which we are going to discuss in great detail of course, later of course, can't but wait. Tell, t- tell the people how that kind of started
1: A lot of people don't know this And this is the first time I'm addressing this uh, And I think it's important that you know A lot of people know what really happened And mm. what led towards this Year and a half back and forth I think of uh, Silence you son But anyway, mm. well, If you keep barking I'll come back But you're kind of silent at the moment But what happened was A week before Or two weeks before I think this was Shamsi had an issue with Ali Dawah. Yeah, I remember this And Ali Dawah can confirm this as well. He had a a back and forth with Ali Dawah. I think um, Shamsi came out saying, I think this is during the time of the Christchurch brutal attacks. And then Shamsi believing he's on cloud nine and part of the same sect, uh, meaning the the same bootlicking sect, i I say. Mm. But he made a, a clarification by saying, I am not with Ali Dawah, et cetera, et cetera. And this is relevant and I'll explain why later. So he did that video. Then I think a week later, he approached Ali Dawah in the park and there was a whole back and forth and, uh, you know, Shamsi being the aggressor and the Khali cult as they are. The week after I came to the park and Mufti Manir was there. Yeah. I remember and Mufti Maneer was there. And I didn't know Mufti Maneer was going to be at Speaker's Corner. I knew he was in the UK and Ali Dawah and Brother Hijab were hosting him. Mm. So I came and it's on content and you can watch it. And I'm behind Mufti Mineer, uh listening to his... Uh, address so I was speaking to Ali Dawa and when the when he finished I hugged Mufti Manir. now at that time Mufti Manil doesn't know who the hell I am maybe he does now but at that time he didn't know who I am so I hugged him took a photo with him I'm speaking to Ali Dawa and I was with Mufti Manir for about an hour Shamsi was in the park that day and as uh, Ali Dawa says he made a sharp left turn didn't want to you know he was speaking about Mufti Manir, you know behind his back and when he finally came down. He didn't want to know. I and mean, he knew why, what was going to happen. So he's seen me with Mufti Munir and he's seen me with Adidawa. Dawa. Mm. He didn't debate Mufti Munir. And I went back to Birmingham. I had a discussion with the Shia and I went back. During that week, I think there was a, a big issue in Libya that, that, that week coming. And I put up some posts about yeah, cause uh, uh, Sheikh Rabi. Yeah, because obviously Sheikh Rabi madkhali he's
0: got a mad, he's, mili- he's, 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 he's got, his militias up in Libya, uh, so, so, yeah, yeah. backing up the joint. Yeah, supporting the, the war criminal Haftar. Um, so obviously yeah a lot's happening in Libya to, to actually show that that strand of thinking is actually not as apolitical as you no, think no it and actually, very much political
1: th- let's be honest give them guns they're no different from Daesh mm. give them weapons we'll get to that we'll we'll get get to oh, sorry, that. sorry. We'll I'm get getting to too getting carried away yeah. but yeah <laughs> so I put up some posts um, regarding Sheikh al Rabea and Madkhali and remember me and Shamsi were cool like, prior to that, I me and Shamsi are cool. Like, I used to shake his hand and, you know, we used to have casual discussions. Obviously, him being a boxhead doesn't really help. But, you know, I, no, actually, I'm going to say as is. Unfortunately, I'm going to say as is. But, you know, we were casual. I knew he was a madkhali all along. But because my direction and my refutations and my education was to give the Shia a bit of, you know, nightmares, should I say, I didn't really want to entertain an interest on debate. Even though I knew he was a Madhali habibi. I knew it. Mm. But I wanted Sunni peace and Sunni Unity. unity. So I went back and then Shamsi obviously must have got hold of those Facebook posts I made against Sheikh Rabir. And the following week I went to the park. And this is where it all started. Shamsi was in the park. I was in the park. I didn't really speak to him that day. And... I was speaking to some Shia. Adnan Rashid, we had debates with Bayatul qadir and Brother Isa Allah, Allah, uh, amin, was with amin. us and we were obviously just having some conversations. Mm. So it's about 6 o'clock. This is the day before Ramadan, by the way. Last year. Mm. Day before Ramadan, I remember. And my intention was to come now and don't come during Ramadan because, you know, engross myself in yeah, you know, worship, etc. So one of my brothers who was with me came up to me and whispered in my ear as I was having a discussion with some uh, Shia and he said, Shamsi wants to speak to you. I knew what it was going to be about. You I knew it. I knew what this was about. You were summoned. Yeah, you? I was. Uh, well, what do they call it in uh, America? Uh, subpoenaed. Like, subpoenaed. <laughs> <laughs> I was subpoenaed. <laughs> and uh, so I knew, you know, deep down, I was thinking, oh, yeah, I know what this is about. Shamsi is going to defend his uh, godfather. Mm. So I said, all right, go back to him and tell him that I'll have this discussion with you privately.
0: Mm.
1: I go, we'll talk privately. He goes, no problem, Haji. So he went back and I spoke to the Shia and I said, look, bro, Shamsi going to have a word with me. I'm going to have. Casual discussion, ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Wait for me. That's what I thought. So I'm waiting. He come back to me. The brother goes, "Yeah, yeah." Shamsi goes, "That's fine." So I'm waiting. Aki he comes with his minions. What's that minion called? Bob. (laughs) He's got a lot of bobs around him, and um, so loads of his minions came, and he's got a camera in my face, uh Aki. So I felt disrespected Between me and you I felt like you know, I felt Oh like, so huh? this is
0: after you said Let's have a conversation Yeah a
1: and he agreed With the brother yeah. And if he, if he comes out And says oh no no I didn't say Well you know Madhali Taqiyya is very very strong But anyway So he come up to me And I go Shamsi Like what's going on Do you know what I mean Like what's going on And he said Oh this is Speaker's Kona Okay
0: so, so, do so let's do this public let's
1: do this. Because what it was He ran from Mufti Manir So it was his way because you see me, we moved to Medina. You see me with Ali Dawa. It was and I remember sitting with Al Bidan. We're gonna get to that. It was his way of showing the people: if I want to approach anyone, I'll approach them and that's what he said to me when we had that debate. And whoever's watched it will, will remember. So that's what led to him approaching me because it's like saying, "Like I'm back, like you know, okay. don't think I'm scared." So I mean, I mean, I mean,
0: look. Before we get into this any further, um, there is a duty I have as a host. I'm sure you do. And there is a duty I have as a Muslim uh to <laughs> to state that um I know you describe some as box head and stuff like that. I mean uh, I I don't know these brothers personally. <clears throat> I know their views uh very well. Um and in their absence I have to do say that um I think Shamsi is rather good looking and, and I'm sure he's a I'll better look Muslim. Look than look me a better and, and uh but um the his supporters then that all began. Yeah? And then the to and fro began. Mm-hmm. And the video started coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the exchange, right? And I don't want today's podcast to be about Shamsi. No, no. I don't one. want it to be about specific figures. Okay. I mean, figures may get mentioned, but I want it to be about the ideas. Of course, the ideology. And the substance of the ideas. And most importantly, it's normative rooting, if there is a normative rooting in in the in the Nas of Islam, the nusus of Islam, yeah, yeah, yeah? The text of Islam and the works of the, of the classical scholars. But before we move into that topic... This to and fro from Shamsi Have you ever Regretted it? No Okay Never Have you ever felt that It could have been handled Or managed in a better way?
1: If you're if you, if you're referring to my conduct as a whole
0: I'm talking about the fact that
1: The exchange Yeah, the exchange No, this is In the English speaking world I believe That we have been bullied long enough With their rhetoric And their um you know, harshness and you know, we're the safe sex, or anyone that differs with us or has any disagreement with us, by default, you are misguided, you are the people of desires, you are the people of you know, et etc. So I believe we we have shown that look, the the approach that you've been promoting for the past two decades was very selective and disingenuous. Mm. What we've done is we've gone over the centuries and said. Well, what you've been promoted in essence mm, okay. From the actual classical works And from Islamic You know, from the mutaqaddimin And from the aqwal ulama And even nas From minan mm. nusus uh, we, we, We've got the upper hand
0: Would you not then say then uh, I'll posit this then to you Doesn't that strand of thinking exist Amongst more schools and movements?
1: No, I believe that this is really to enforce uh, One kingdom in particular Okay. And the rhetoric, because rem- you have to remember, my dear brothers, that they spearheaded this methodology only because, and this is after the Sahwa, and as we'll yeah, get to that yes, later yes. in the 90s. The, the, the
0: first Iraq war. Yeah, the
1: first Iraq war. So this is where it stemmed from because there was... Very, there was much a protest regarding certain. Vo-
0: yeah, there was a vocal opposition to Americans landing. Thank in, you. In, 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 in in a land which the, the prophet said Sallam, explicitly said that they can't be here. They
1: can't be Jews and Christians. Yeah, remove yeah. them. Yeah. Now remember, when we're not, I don't want to sort of go into you know what this means and what's to shut out of this. Yeah, but yeah, what yeah. I mean is, military boots
0: yeah.
1: were invited voluntarily by the establishment by the kingdom to bombard, attack. Another Muslim country Another Muslim country and, and but I guess again
0: just 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 to kind of like just the the opposing argument was that mm-hmm. Saddam was a godless bafist okay right yeah uh, but fundamentally those American bombs were killing Muslims
1: and f- and and we could add to that why couldn't they because remember the Arab League yeah why couldn't they seek a- assistance from Egypt remember yeah. Egypt's the the biggest Arab uh military army yeah. why couldn't they seek assistance they've got yeah. plenty yeah. of money got plenty of cash yeah, yeah. you could treat them as mercenaries yeah, pay them yeah, yeah. Also, you got, obviously, Turkey, you could pay them. Yeah, yeah. So why run to
0: Uncle Sam? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean,
1: the to and fro, the
0: exchange, uh, the style in which you adopted very quickly, yeah, no. um, which many of your supporters and well-wishers have even highlighted to of you. Of course, of course. Uh, you know, the tone, the language, the aggression, the passion. Yeah. Um, is this something which I've you know you feel is justified?
1: No, I, I'm not justifying it. But what I believe is that... Do you there feel it's proportionate? Do you yeah, mean, do you I mean, do you believe mean? so. But remember, it, it, the lens might be different from the viewers because mm. it depends on how they they view it. Mm. Some words that I use can be, you know, construed as aggressive. Mm. But I use the, you know, principle which is that be arrogant to the arrogant one twice over.
0: And with regards to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so with regards to... Um, is there, has, has the bolt for reconciliation Or any kind of reconciliation Has that ship long sailed But then I get the feeling That our brother Shamsi And those who come from That kind of strand of thinking Are not too much about reconciliation No, no,
1: no no. Actually, you want to be completely honest And I think honesty is the best policy Like they say For us Muslims to have unity There's no unity with these people There is no unity with these I don't people
0: don't they want unity No,
1: no, they, they, they want Because we are from, from, the, from de- By default We are the people of innovation so there is no unity. But from my side, because remember, I don't class them as innovators. I believe they're severely misguided and their methodology is flawed. And it's basically a bootlicking uh, methodology to suit.
0: But, you, but you're not made up deal. No,
1: I wouldn't. Because this is the, this is a haq of a Muslim. Mm. Whilst I believe that they carry a methodology which is subservient mm. and bootlicking, and they are waste papers mm. of the rulers. No, no, let me, why am I saying rulers, akhi? because that's what we're going to get to later. Ruler, mm. most notably the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Ruler, and oh. me, if you want to add, you know, another no, I if you want to extend it, then you could add uh, General Sisi and you could add oh, Haftar, uh, Haftar oh, no. the CIA agent. Yeah, 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 cool. So you see, it's politically motivated. Akhi. Mm. And mm. under this principle, akhi, people are, let's call it as it is, people are declared, as innovators to the extent that they're similar to the Jahmiya, meaning those evil sects that sprung the, the ugly head in the early part of mm. the Salaf mm. we're no different from them akhi. do you classify yourself as a Salafi no okay
0: what is your background
1: I'm a uh, Hanafi uh, in fiqh been you know taught in the uh, Darul Ulooms and uh, the Madrasa system, being a Pakistani background okay. and I classify myself as an Athari okay. an Athari in terms of Hanafi uh, adhering yeah, to okay. the Athar and in terms of asma wa sifat, then obviously I believe that we affirm. And again, this is now going into the aspects of theology. But mm. Hanafi yeah. why would I call myself a Salafi? That, that's a good question. Because the Salafi term, and again, people could say, well, if the Muslim name has been hijacked, then would you not call yourself Muslim? No, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us to call oh, us yeah, Muslims. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Salafi, that is now, that's been connected now to a certain group. It's like a VIP exclusive but group. But it is
0: a broad spectrum. Of course. Who speaks for Salafia? Yeah, because because the Salafia spectrum. I don't care if anyone disagrees with me or agrees with me. It has everything from ISIS, Al Qaeda, Al muhajirun mm-hmm. all the way to Al Maghrib.
1: Yeah, but, the then, true, no, but, but yeah, yeah and, then, the and then, and then you got the onists as well. Uh, yeah, 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 you got the
0: onus, You got the you got, you got the the you You got the sururis. You got the chwabis. There's a whole spectrum. Who speaks for yeah, them? Yeah, who's them? You understand? There's a, there's a whole spectrum. There's a whole strand. You got a, you got a very a, a, a jihadi strand in their mindset in terms of bringing about revival and change. Islam, You've got those who are very quietist,
1: but they're not actually quietist. It's a whole spectrum. No one speaks for Salafia, yeah. and the term has been hijacked. More notably, again, look, we are not to be by the loudest ones the strive we are striving to follow the manhaj salaf this is no doubt about it no one would disagree with me or you on that we have to strive to follow the manhaj the methodology Absolutely. of the salaf al-Salihin. of salihin now the methodology of the salaf of which we're going to get to regarding the videos and what future videos I've got yeah. believe you me they're not following the methodology of the salaf al-Sali. they're following the methodology of those dirty boots of MBS and his likes no no akhi I'm going to be honest why, why <laughs> mince our words akhi and it's, it's it's shocking for people to even, you know, can't, can't see past their rhetoric. Actually. And we've been doing this for a year and a half and believe me, I could carry on.
0: Do you feel that some people may not look beyond your rhetoric?
1: Maybe by my attitude, but my evidences and my positions, which is in accordance to classical Islamic thought mm. and positions, cannot be ignored, Akhi. You could disagree with me, and I'm sure you do in terms of attitude and many others. But when you when you see past that, maybe my videos... I do see past, so I'll get to the end. <laughs> so there but, but I'm saying to you, you cannot deny, and again, you could disagree with me and you've got the right to. Actually, my evidences speak for themselves. Mm. The evidences are clear, the only person or people or groups that would reject it are those who are Hizbis. Yeah.
0: So, um, but when you say Hizbis here, yeah, just clarify who you're I'm
1: to. I'm referring to the Neo-Salafi, Pseudo-Salafi, okay. Najdi, uh, 21st century, bootlickers, mm. waste paper you, you made those uh, yeah. phrases before. Yeah. <laughs> okay, must, I'm so, going to be honest. So, so, so the
0: state of Speaker's Corner, as I see it in the last two years, is that it was once very much dominated by um, those who are kind of from a Salafi athari persuasion, yeah, yeah? Like It was g- generally dominated by Mashallah du'at who were going there and frequenting there. Now there's a bit of diversity there, mm-hmm. um, you know. The, and 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 I say diversity as a more appropriate term for actually disunity, yeah. <laughs> uh, where there was, you know, Muslim Mashallah were making huge waves, and they still are the mm-hmm. most effective group within Speakers Corner by a country mile. But now you do have. Uh, you have very shitty groups mm-hmm. Right you, I've even noticed A few of those Who come from A uh, Brelvi's persuasion mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen some brothers From a uh, Ubandi persuasion mm-hmm. uh, That are there uh, And I'm seeing that intra muslim discussions Is now becoming More and more How productive Do you think that is In terms of the broader
1: Vision of Speaker's Corner Dawa? I believe that Speaker's Corner In terms of the Islamic uh, Da'wah scene It has a lot of Diversity And for me, again, coming from a Hanafi-Athri background, I welcome it. I welcome it. That, again, the ghulat of the Sufia, no, no doubt from a theological basis and from a methodological basis, I disagree with them. Mm. But what I mean is that the Salafi, you know, domination, should I say, yeah. and most notably the intolerant ones, mm. and again, no need to mention who they are, believed that they had some sort of superiority over the Speaks park. Up. Yeah, okay. the park. Meaning they believe that they are, wh- whoever wants to know about Islam, Come to us. So, Anyone else so, is a deviant. So, so monopoly. Yeah, monopoly. Okay. They, are, they, they believe they had a monopoly for so long, and the brothers look who have been there for years. Let, let's, let's talk about brother Hashim and brother Mansur. Of course, yeah. You know, who've been there for decades, yeah, yeah. giving dawah, you know, educating the the people regarding mm-hmm. you know Christianity or rather Islam and, and and refuting Christianity. But this new wave, which started in the nineties, Aki, and you know, obviously yeah, you've yeah, been around it's... with the. Again, petrol dollar, you know, uh, you know, incentives. They've been publishing books, and it's all to do with again, like I said, preservation and the pseudo-salafi beliefs. Mm. They believe that obviously, being of the same sect, everyone else is misguided and destined for a painful torment. I'm not saying they're making takfir akhi, but yeah. they are misguided. So yeah, I, I, I welcome it. Uh, like the Al Islam Productions, the brothers from up north, mm. the Diyabandi brothers, mm. um, when they came down to the park, what was their intention? Was their intention to have uh, debates with Sunnis because of uh, you know the Hanafi uh, non-rationalist position, mm-hmm. or was it because you know they wanted to debate whether forty-eight miles is you know yeah. sufficient as a traveler? They came to refute the Shia. Yeah. But Islam was the goal Islam, to, for Islam to reign supreme. Mm. So all of these you know uh, different you know denominations or, uh, or groups or movements that are coming to educate Islam or educate Muslims about Islam and, and non-Muslims right well, it's a blessing um, you
0: know with regards to uh, certain positions held by those who are commonly uh, attribute to themselves the title Salafia mm-hmm. um, I have a a somewhat of a not discomfort but it's sometimes it's a glaringly obvious thing that you know this 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 likening towards uh, blind obedience to rulers, authority, mm-hmm. um, and, and these kind of things. It's not necessarily always exclusive to those who describe themselves as, uh, you know, um, the Abu Khadija types, yeah, or the Salafi publications. Islam, yeah, that yeah? one. Huh? There's there's others who 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 come from a similar persuasion, yeah. uh, who would say that yes, we were we studied in Medina University yeah. and you know we we had a similar training. Yeah, it's we studied it. the same books, and those views still very much are present in various other versions of that. Yeah. I don't want to explicitly name them. No, you don't need to. You don't need um, to. But w- I guess what I'm saying is that this strand of thinking with regards to especially rulers' authority, obedience, yeah, 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 and 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 kind of uh, tabdeh it, this exists amongst other variations yeah, yeah, yeah. And,
1: it- and the principle look that that you, we, we touched on before that who speaks for Salafis as a whole and within the Salafi movement even though principally they're the same they've got catfights between themselves and we don't want to mention who they are mm. but their roots their asul their asul, mm. is one is one so this blind obedience obeying the ruler you know even if he flogs you back and, 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 and takes you out the rhetoric that we hear and we don't Again, my position, and I've made myself clear, we'll, we'll obviously go into it later regarding Khuruj, is that it's better not to do it. And I've, I've made my stance clear from May 2019 until this day. But what we don't accept is that this blind obedience and this, you know, licking, you know, methodology to the point that one ruler and one kingdom has all of these texts applied on them. When they're so forceful in putting these texts across and these evidences from the Salaf and the Khalaf, it's only connected and applied on one set or family, should we say. Let's be honest, it's a family. So it's hypocritical, Akhi. No matter how much differences they have between themselves, that's what unites them. Khuruj mm. and blind obedience to Saudi Arabia. So mm. let's look at some of these, uh,
0: these mas'alas, some of these religious yeah, issues, because these are very deep issues. These are These are things which... Uh, explicit, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam spoke about uh, these are things which Allah subhanahu wa taala mentioned and referred to in the Quran, uh, and these are things which some of the giants of our tradition have written about extensively. Of course, right? Of course, um, all the way from Imam Al Ghazali to Imam Al Mawardi, the four Imams, they spoke yeah. about these things of yeah, course, in great detail. Course. So let's look at the issue of obeying the ruler.
1: The ruler, okay.
0: right? um Because this seems to be a a very central. Uh, point in the da'awa or of at the least the, you know, of many salafis. Of course.
1: Right? Of course. This is um, what unites them by the way. Yeah.
0: So 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 let's talk about your apparent issues with this with this application yeah. of this principle. Because okay. we're not saying that obeying the ruler isn't a normative principle or a proposition. It is a very normative, orthodox maxim. No but it has a context. It's nuanced. It's nuanced. Very nuanced.
1: Very nuanced and this is why uh, we've been deceitfully uh, what well, I would say deceitively misled by these groups of brothers.
0: So what is your issue, Brohaji, with yeah. the obedience to MBS, the <laughs> Saudi regime, okay. Or any or any un-Islamic but Muslim. Yeah. yeah any yeah. Muslim ruler or Muslim government that is ruling by other than Islam okay. uh, without duress mm.
1: um
0: you know, because I don't want to make it specific about Saudi, because but, but I, whilst I appreciate it, it's going to naturally gravitate towards it's going to definitely pull, pull towards them, yeah. But, but but let's let's have a, a generic understanding. Everything from Sheikh Hasina to Imran Khan to Erdogan to MBS, and I'm not putting them all on the same level. What about MBZ? Right? Yeah, MBZ. Oh God, <laughs> who, is, who is actually the real brains behind wow, the MBS? Yeah. yeah, the the real string puller. What is the issue with your understanding of how this? issue of obeying the rulers applied okay. by some of these okay. brothers. And Subhanallah
1: and so. so, no doubt peace, security, stability in the Muslim lands from a Muslim point of view is always number, number one. one. Yeah, always It'll always be, be number one.
0: Preservation of life, preservation of the And the
1: maqasid of the Sharia, yeah. as Imam to be said in the yes. Muwafakat. So, the five pres- five uh, you know objectives of the Sharia. Now, when it comes to Khuruj, I have been forceful in saying that we as Muslims should obey the ruler. But remember the clause. <laughs> that we obey in good and we don't, diso- we don't obey in disobedience. That's point one. Yeah. Now, rulers don't have a pre pass, You don't grab all of these riwayat and all these ahadith and then say the ruler has complete right to oppress, to kill, to let me say, commit Hitler-like massacres. And the Muslims, because of these ahadith, have to submit and basically have, hu- have humiliation. And generations upon generations have to be subservient to this mm. humiliation. No, Islam is clear. And the Salaf al Salihun, when they were met with tyrant rulers in their time, Akhi, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran that when Ibrahim alayhi salam talked about, you know, when Allah says, we will make you an imam amongst the people. And then the, oh, Ibrahim alayhi salam said, what about my offspring? Then Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la responded by saying, my covenant does not extend to the wrongdoing people. Now with this ayat now, so there's a Nus' right there. Because remember, it's not the kalam of the scholar on its own that we go by. Because many scholars have said, I've wrote on this extensively, like you said, mm. comprehensively wrote chapters, bab al-Bughat, uh, Baab al-Wulat al-Umur, etc. or, 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 or al-Hukam, or whatever uh, uh, chapters they are about obedience or uh, Kitab al-Imara, or Bab al-Imara. When this Nus is presented to the best of generations, now they're dealing with tyrant rulers, Ibn Hubeirah, Hajjaj bin Yusuf yep. of thaqafi Ma'mun, you name the tyrant rulers of, their, of, of the early Salaf. How did they react? Now you could say it's a mistake, Akhi, but when they've got Nus, and the Prophet said, no. Whoever is killed by defending his religion, his mm. honor, mm. his property, he's, he's oppressed martyr. is a martyr. He's a martyr. Now, giants, giants use this, and it is the dlal of these ayats. Now, you could argue they're wrong. Okay, th- their understanding of it, but the presidents by saying that there was ijma, this is now another thing we want to discuss: ijma of the Salaf, when the Salafs rebelled in huge droves. Because of what? Did they rebel because of power? Did they rebel based on, you know, they don't like a said ruler because he legislated or against them in one mas'ala? No, akhi. Injust- it was Injustice and oppression. Injustice and oppression. And there's micro-oppression and there's macro-oppression. Yeah. We know from, in the time of the Salaf, Hajjaj yusuf al thaqafi Akhi, they said, if all the nations brought their Fir'auns, we just need to bring one Hajjaj. Yeah, yeah. Akhi, he was going around and slaughtering huge number of people. He was... The early Salaf Ahi knew the deen the best. Their understanding of the deen is unparalleled to anyone you bring today, wh- which you would call the giants of your time. Mm. They rebelled in huge numbers. Akhi. Now, I want to argue this. If they rebelled, does that make them Khariji? Interesting. If they rebelled, because you can't have one set of principles for us and say, mm. anyone that's... Akhi, leave the action. Just by speaking, we'll get to that later. That would render you a khariji. Now, if you've got a principle that anyone that rebels against the rules is a khariji, why ain't they? That's simple and straight Okay,
0: so let, me, so let me posit this to you again then. yeah, Okay, you just cited an, um, an example uh, of Hajjaj bin Yusuf and, and, and the rebellion against him. Uh, but there were also times in history, and I'm glad you mentioned that it is a very nuanced and contextual very
1: discussion. 100%.
0: There are times where we will find evidences from the Salaf uh, where there was rebellion, and you will find times where there was not rebellion.
1: And those the, those from the Salaf who opposed those who, who did rebel.
0: exactly. So uh, and this was clearly a difference amongst them. Khalas. yeah, Dif-
1: difference of opinion. I yeah? think
0: and 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 I would even go as far as to say. That even when um, Hussein an when oh, no. he decided to make his way to Kufa, yeah,
1: there
0: were there were companions that tried dissuading him. Of course, yeah, and yeah? I've done a
1: video on that, yeah, and yeah, I'm sure you watched yeah, it. I
0: have, and, and and there were some who dissuaded him. Um, that's not to say that the path and the reasoning was not just. No. It was it was. And, noble and, and it let's and was let's
1: pre- let's add this as well. Like you 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 eloquently presented that when Hussein know, and there's and I've done a video and you could go watch it. You've watched it. Fifty five mm. minutes. Mm. When Hussain Anhu was in Medina, let's add this as well, because mm-hmm. the reason why I didn't bring up Hussain Anu because they always argue, oh, you know, uh, Hussain R.A. made Ijtihad. So why I mentioned the Tabi'un is because now the texts are established and it's the like ulama, an avenue, yeah. exactly. They've now codified and they've got yeah, all yeah, these ahadith from the companions and they were taught by them. Yeah. When Husayn was in Mecca, he refused to pledge to Yazid. He refused. Yep. Him and Abdullah bin Zubair. Mm. They left and went where? To Mecca. Yep. When he got all those letters from the people of Kufa, Imam al-Dahabi wrote in his uh, Tariq al-Islam, he said that Husayn got martyred with 16 members of his al Bayt. And he went out from Mecca to Kufa to what? To seek the khilafa. Now yeah, yeah, look, yeah, yeah. he didn't go because Yazid didn't oppress. Remember the Battle of Harrah, mm. which happened after yeah. the killing. Yazid wasn't what we call deserving of the khilafa, because Muawiyah basically because of his power in Sham he was the Khalif after Hus- Hassan Rada'anu conceded but to get to my point is that when you mentioned they when Hassan went out and many companions advised him not to go you could go through all of those riwayat not one of them said obey your ruler even if he flogs your back beats your back and flogs your so ar- let's look at hadith
0: the l- hadith about you ibn yud- 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 Yaman r- yeah. uh, mentioned in Sahih Muslim mm-hmm. um well, basically the, um, the Sahabi he asked O Messenger of Allah We were living in an evil time And Allah bought us good mm-hmm. In which we live now Will there ever be evil after this good? The Prophet ﷺ said yes uh, And he replied And any good after this evil Then the Prophet ﷺ said yes And then the Prophet went on to describe Rulers after me mm-hmm. will come Who do not follow my guidance and my sunnah mm-hmm. Some of their men will have the hearts of devils In a human body and then he went on to say You should listen and obey them Even if the ruler strikes your back Takes your wealth mm. Even still Listen and obey yeah. Right Now If this hadith was presented And it is very commonly cited Very commonly It is commonly cited From the likes of those Who are of the thinking of Sheikh Bin Bayah and Hamza Yusuf To everything from those who come Slides to the rulers yeah, You understand And I want to make something very clear Which I said in a podcast with uh, Hijab Recently Is that This Political quietism Which is actually mm. very loud You know when quietism <laughs> is very loud yeah. And when apoliticism is very political uh, yeah. It's not restricted to uh, What's commonly known as the Madakhila No, of no, the it's, not. it's not It, it not. exists very much amongst the The Mashayikh and the Ulama And even the, some of the Kibar of the people of Tasawwuf Yeah um, But this hadith in Specifically mm-hmm. Is cited Yes so, why What is the problem with obeying the ruler even if he lashes Lás your back, you back, even if he has hearts of the devil? What, what's, what's the
1: issue here? The issue here is actually the Prophet, ﷺ and we go ﷺ. to the books of the ulama to obviously get, uh, get for their explanation from the Shara. And Imam Nawawi presents this. And even though ish, there is comment upon this statement, Dar Qutni said that al so there is kalam on this statement but yes ma'am we said and don't get too excited he does say the matan is sahih so now what we argue here is that yes the default position and I've conceded numerous times over the year and a half that it's better to obey your ruler okay it's better to obey your ruler send someone to advise him to stop his oppression now Imam al-Dahabi subhanAllah believe it on not, akhi Imam al-Dahabi when he places all of these ahadith of obeying your ruler you know what chapter he places it under? Bab Qital or Bab al Qital al baqi The chapter of fighting the, the rebels. Yes. Now, if this was clear cut, haram, yeah. you cannot rebel. So remember, the Prophet said what? Even if he flogs your back and takes your what? Has he mentioned anything about killing? Yeah? No. 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 It's restricted to two injustices: flogging your back and taking your what? Sheikh Dadu explains this and he says, meaning with the right. So if he flogs your back, applying the had. If he takes your wealth, taking the zakat. Okay. So let me then posit this back to you. Go for it.
0: From my research, I found, and, and through my experience in, in dawah and engagement with brothers uh, from, this engage- from this background and persuasion, even those who commonly cite these kind of things, um, I find that uh, many of the classical scholars, mm-hmm. uh, when they Talk about these um, hadiths, it's nearly always to do with khalafah.
1: There you go. Yeah? You took the words out of my mouth, brother. And,
0: and, and let's be very clear about something as well. And this is something that I don't mince my words in when I say this. When we've had, and we have had, tyrannical khalafah in our history. From all three dynasties. The main Sunni dynasty. The Golden Age. Yeah, we've had them. From of the Umayyads, the Abbasis, and the Ottomans, of right? And we've had them amongst the yeah the, as mom, yeah, the Seljuks, the Mamluks, the, uh, the Ghaznavids, we've had them. Moguls, yeah. you could add them Mughals, as well. Of course, yeah. But the point here is we need to remember <laughs> that from my the Prophet, even when he said the hadith in Musnad Ahmad, about Kufr yeah, 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 these are Khulafa who uh, Establish the hudud. Mm. They're fighting jihad fi
1: On the they Yeah,
0: they they are extending the borders. Are. They are defending, collecting the zakat. Collecting <laughs> the zakat. They are implementing the is- Islamic courts.
1: Not aiding the Kufar against Not the Muslims.
0: The so they and I- Imam Al-Mawardi Al-Hakam Al-Sultaniyah. Yeah. He actually because this was basically at a time when the Abbasids were very weak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there were emerging Sunni uh, sultanates like the Seljuks and others. Yeah, yeah. Well, more so powerful. Were more powerful. If they wanted to a, a click of yeah. a finger, they could have moved them yeah, yeah. back. But off. they didn't want disunity. They didn't want to.
1: They didn't want disunity. Yeah, yeah. And they
0: still respected the Hadith about not having killed the latter khalifa. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Fuck to A, was it the Prophet said? Say, kill whoever it may be. Whoever he may yeah. be, if there's a tw- Ka'ina man Absolutely. Ka'inaman Khan. So
0: here, Imam Al-Mawardi was trying to basically set an arrangement with regards to what allows obedience. Okay. And what is khuruj? And he even spoke about the different types of khuruj, the one who utters, the one who utters in his private area, are. the one who comes and calls people to arms, the one and and he, and he, and he classifies Classified them. Do you understand? So the the issue that I have is that when you're trying to apply these many uh, prophetic statements to today's rulers <laughs>
1: Bro, it's an oxymoron, isn't it?
0: To Today's rulers were well, quite frankly who they are... Under- Anti-Islam, let's call it as they, they, it is. Quite frankly, they have-
1: let, let, what's gone on recently? Let's, let's just add before, sorry to cut you off. The recent changes. The recent political
0: of the drastic, last, drastic the decisions
1: years. made not just long ago.
0: Yeah.
1: Are these sort of rulers that the, the Prophet ﷺ advises to Absolutely. obey? Because, because because I, I mean... Traitors, betrayers, call... Every adjective under the sun. Now you made an important point about the categorization of Khuruj. Imam Ibn Qudama Al-Maqtasi which you could call Shaykh Al-Islam in the Hanbali Madhab because he was before Shaykh Al-Islam Ibn Taymiyyah in his Mughni he classified Khuruj into four separate categories.
0: Tell
1: us. Number one he mentioned those who are the Quta'a Tariq the ones that are highway robbers because remember you have to obey your rulers. Mm. Number two that, and they did it without tawil, so basically they went, and they they were just thieves, hmm. you know, just just creating façade on the earth. And he yes. says that as well. He yes. says yes. Yusidu, uh, yusidu fil ard hmm. Number two is the kutat again, but they have a tawil, so meaning they were hungry. The, 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 the khulafa weren't providing for them. They, so they, they were highway robbers, but they had a reason why it, they did it, it. It was circumstantial. It was circumstantial, you know, yeah. oppression. The khulafa weren't giving their rights, you know, that the subjects weren't getting the basic necessities, necessities etc. Yeah. As the maqas of the sharia, as yeah. we explained. Number three, the al-khawarij. Now, to those intolerant Salafis, if Khuruj was so black and white to the point that anyone that rebels by the Tonga, as you mentioned, mm. and then by his arms, by actions, yeah. why is it that the ulama are classifying them into separate... Categories Number four The most important Al khawarij al ladina yukafiruna ma'ad-dhamb Or bid That the khawarij That make takfir For major sins That's the usul Of the khawarij Remember When they use this term Which I've been called Khawariji the ulama and you go to the books of firq. This is a theological point. Theological. Where they make takfir on your Aywa, own major sins. That's the, yeah. the, the methodology or the aqeedah of the khawarij and their usul is murtabat yeah. ma'a mufhum al-iman. Absolutely. If they're connected to the understanding of iman, yeah. what, and their usuls and mufhum. Mm. So what was their usul? They made takfir for major sins. You go to the classical scholars who wrote about sex. Mm. Every time they mention al-khawarij, Point one, they make takfir for major sins. Yep. And they make takfir of the companions. Yep. And they made their blood halal, etc. Yep. Number four, let's go to Ibn Qudama. Number four, he said, min haq. A group of people from amongst the people of truth. Now, let me ask you this question, Brother Dili. If you're rebelling against your ruler, how can you be from amongst the people of truth? It's very difficult. It's very re- difficult, re- isn't it? it? Because remember, you these intolerant you know, neo salafis by default, you rebel against your ruler. You are a kharajee. Was well, negating
0: those three other...
1: Exactly, or those three other different yeah. groups. Yeah. So, when you mention about Khulafa, let me get to that now. We've got a statement here. And I'll get, I don't want to quote it wrong because it's a hadith of the Prophet wasallam. <laughs> the hadith of... Auf bin Malik. When he mentions that the best of your rulers is the one that you pray for you and they pray for them. I'm going to get to the end part. And then when they asked that they... What's he called? Uh, yeah, so they, 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 they curse you and you curse them. Yep. And then they mentioned... Uh, the the Sahabi he said أفلا? yeah so shall we not fight them sorry I'm looking at it, because the three hadiths which are the same I'm looking yeah, at it. Yeah, yeah. shall we not fight them with the sword shall we not unleash our swords and the Prophet said providing that they establish the prayers amongst you you know Imam know what he says about this Imam know what, when he comments on this he said that this means as we mentioned before لا يجوز الخروج على الخلفاء Mm. And then what he mentions He says Not because of their sins And their oppression Providing they do not change The qawait of Islam Okay Now and Let me just ask this What did you mention About the zakat About the futuhat about various elements that the, the ruler...
0: There, there are shari'i conditions, there,
1: there are shari'i conditions, which is very
0: much mainstream and normative within Sunni theology and, and within the four schools, is that obedience to a ruler is caveated on certain things. Of course. And the ruler, I remember when, when our ulama were writing about this stuff for 30 they're only talking about in the context of khilafah. They, they didn't think of an alternative... Reality. It was
1: unimaginable that there would be any system other than a Khilafah for exactly. the Muslims to rule about.
0: Let alone 57 plus nation states that are ruling by other than Islam. Where, the,
1: where the flags that they're using are uh, coined by the colonizer. Let's exactly. put that out so there as well. Let's put
0: that discussion aside. <laughs> when, that, when, 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 when the giants were speaking and writing about this stuff extensively, they always spoke about these issues, right? And this is why even, I mean, let's even touch upon a bit of history here. Could let's do that. When the Mamluk dynasty preserved the Abbasids after the fall of Baghdad so there 1261 onwards it was practically just after Ayn Jalut yeah after Ayn Jalut it was practically just uh, the Abbasids were just a ceremonial body in Cairo yeah, yeah, yeah. they literally just kept them in castles and, and made them sign off the declaration <laughs> but it's still interesting that even then the Mamluks still afforded those those Sharia conditions to them to them they <laughs> You declare when we go out to battle. Yeah, yeah. When there's a new law implemented, it will be signed off by yeah, you. Yeah. When Ramadan, the moon of Ramadan and Eid is cited, you announce it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Or you yeah. lead the Juma'a Salat.
0: Lead the so these are still very very specific things. yeah. yeah, yeah. And I just find it very ajib that in today's time, these various verses and statements, like for example, even the verse in Surah Nisa, well, Allah says um i is in swatan Nisa i believe or uh, you have believed, uh, obey allah obey the messenger and those <coughs> who are in authority amongst you <coughs> I, I, I is am in swatan is Nisa, yeah. yeah now when i read uh, the tafsir of ibn kathir uh, he said that the, the the obedience to those in authority amongst you is on yeah. condition that they are obeying allah and his messenger there you go because allah says obey what preceded. preceded Exactly Obey <laughs> yeah. Allah Obey the, the messenger And obey those in the th- Because Allah is even talking about The obedience is Caveated on the Allah, obedience To Allah, Allah and his messenger. messenger So I find it very difficult bro, uh, Brohaji That when these evidences are cited De-contextualized de-con- de- From today's political reality And the reality in which They were actually revealed And, and referenced to What's and, and
1: it's technicalities what, what Ali said And I'm going to add on this uh, Your point there what they're saying is a statement of truth. But what they want from it is falsehood. Mm. So, what they're saying is true that you obey the ruler. We're not denying that. Mm. No, we opposed you on that. It's the application of who it applies to and the reality on the ground. Because when the ulama wrote those statements, we're talking third, fourth, fifth, sixth, all the way up until what? Let's say 1924. Yeah. Who, were they, who were the rulers? Who were the sultans? Who were the umara? They were khulafa. khulafa. Now we add on that as what you mentioned about the history. 1258, 656 is when the sack of Baghdad happened. Mm. The, I think it was Mutawakkil got killed. No, yes. it was Mutawakkil. Yeah, Mutawakkil, Mutawakkil, Mutawakkil
0: got Mutawakkil the third. I the think. third.
1: He I got think. sampled on the horse. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: There's no khilafah. There's no uh, Khalif no more. There's no Khulafa. It's gone. Mamluk's I mean, the Mongols stretched from bloody Mongolia yeah. all the way. And they took Lebanon and Syria without a fight. When they found out what happened to the people of Baghdad, yeah. where over one or two million people got slaughtered, they go, you know what? We don't want this. Mm. Leave that. The rulers at that time were the dynasty of Salahuddin. And his offspring weren't really, weren't, didn't really live up to his name. Mm. The only one that was, I would say, that w- who lived the legacy or carried the legacy was Najmuddin. Ala Yusuf bin, uh, yes. Yub, in Egypt, yep. and he fought the uh, Crusaders, Crusaders in the Battle of um, uh, Mansura. Yes, who were the soldiers at that time? They were the Mamluks, the foot soldiers, Baybars, Kotos, and, yep. and and yep. and that particular uh, strand or those, those those group of people from the Caucasus. You notice one thing, Ahi. Did he declare himself to be a Khalif after? No, because yeah. why? The 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 we had enemies at our doorstep, so the priority was to preserve the the the, the thugur, meaning yep. the the borders, the lands. When Mongols wrote, then, then obviously Najmuddin passed away, his wife took over of al door, and then obviously his son yep. was young. Yep. Who was the ruler, uh, who was the scholar at that time? Ibn uh, al Is ibn Abd al Salam. What did he say? He goes, This kid here, he's too young to rule. We've got the Mongols whose empire stretches up, probably was about 70% of the known world at the time. They even got to Poland, <laughs> believe yeah, it or not. Yeah, yeah. Kotos took over. When he defeated them at Ain Jalut, did he declare himself to be a khalif? No, he didn't. So what do you say about those rulers of today who who own a portion of a land and you're applying these prophetic narrations on them? Bro my dear brother the same, the same
0: can be applied To Al-Arslan The same can be applied To Salahdun Ayyubi Salahdun Ayyubi bro Could have declared himself Khalifa any time Any time Any time But he wasn't But his, his 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 theological loyalty Was always to the Abbasids And he knew how useless They were at the time Exactly Do you understand And just a historical correction The, the Khalifa who got Trampled by the horse By the Mongols Was uh, Mustasim. Mu'atassim
1: Yeah I thought he
0: was yeah. so, so I guess the point I'm trying to make here is And, and, and what we're discussing yeah, here Is yeah. that Obeying the ruler Is a normative principle and maxim within Sunni uh, Islam. Providing providing
1: Providing they obey Allah and His Messenger. messenger. Now talk about those who don't obey Allah and His Messenger.
0: So this is interesting now. So are we then now saying that Khuruj is then justified?
1: If you got the means, yeah. Okay. It's all about Qudra. We don't have the Qudra. But if they did, now let's put that out there in a hypothetical scenario. If they did have the Kuwa, they did have the Pshoka. And be- they did have this logistics. Because the quwa, the, the shoka, the
0: means, the material, subjective. Has to also be based on the, their ishtihad, on an assessment of preserving Islam, preserving and the preserving life. The, the yeah. preser- so everything's taken life. into context. Yes, of
1: Bare yeah. minimum, qiliyat al fitna, that there's less fitna. Yeah. So remember, Akhi, once that, let's, let's pre- pre- present this in a, um, a present context. Mm. And we'll talk about that. We'll touch on that more in the Syrian revolution. Yeah. You have to remember, in 2011, when they first revolted, or demanding their rights, should we say. It was a peaceful... It was, it was a peaceful, peaceful akhi, yeah, it, From Dira'a yeah. to so Halab to all over. Amma, yeah, all yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. They were getting slaughtered. Yeah. Were they not? Yes. Then the Syrians, or the the Syrians, the Sunnis in the Syrian army deflected, deflected yeah. and become the Free Syrian yeah. Army. In No one ever expected the, the, the global powers to get involved in this conflict. And Assad the, was taking a binding. He yeah. was taking an absolute beating. Losing territory upon territory. Now, listen to this, Dili. Dili. Now you can see the state of what's happening in Syria. It's subjective, isn't it? In
0: 2011, 12, 13, bro, uh, the Mujahideen were tapping on the gates of Damascus. Wallah. Yeah? Literally around the corner. Uh, and then obviously ISIS got involved, the, the foreign powers got involved, Russia got involved, and then things drastically changed. Exactly. But up until the winter of January, uh, to, uh, of the winter of
1: 2013, the Mujahideen were knocking on the gates. Literally. Literally. They were. They were. They were. They had the Yarmouk camp. They yeah. were literally around the corner. Yeah. I think it's like ten miles or 10 fifteen miles, miles
0: from, from, from from actual
1: the palace of uh, yeah, Bashar. Yeah. Now, when we talk about, you said if all of these were in play. Achi Khuruj is not. Well, in this situation, if anyone took up arms, now in this time, Achi can't groups of people do it. No, I would say states. So, for example, Saudi Arabia. If, for example, Egypt wanted to topple. Saudi Arabia, I mean, not the Egypt we see today yeah, of Sisi, the traitor. I'm yeah. talking about, a, you know, a Islamic um, mu'min who obviously cares about Islam and Muslims. Decided, you know what? What's going on in Saudi Arabia, they're oppressing Muslims. They're changing the kawaid of Islam. And Islam, now what we said, as you can see with music concerts. That wouldn't and wouldn't that, That's legitimate, Akhi. Ha, that would be permissible.
0: Like, like, ha, no, I don't think that can be described as a rebellion. I would even go as far as to say that if there was such a believing ruler... Who had those aspirations that he is merely expanding Darul Islam in the way it should be, and and is just removing an obstacle, which is Saudi in the peninsula and other. Why would that be impermissible? It it wouldn't.
1: Imam Malik, let's and I need to do that. Called tyrant rules versus just rules. Don't worry, that's coming. I'll just give you a little, like it's a caviar, a little. uh, What's it called? uh, What's the word called? uh, teaser. 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 Imam Malik said. Now remember, who are the worst of the people? Meaning, you got the the uh, the, uh, the Khawarij amongst yes. those, those who were claiming to be Muslims, yeah. and the Prophet called him what? al Nahr, the of the, dug the fire. Fire. Imam Malik, when he when the, he was asked, and this is also uh, mentioned by I think uh, various others from the Malik here, Imam Malik said, if there was a difference, or if if the rulers on un- you fight the ruler if he's just, if he's like Umar bin Abdulaziz. Aziz, mm. and if the ruler is not just, you don't obey him. And if he fought the Khawarij, I'm, I'm doing it verbatim because it's not at the top of my head. If the Khawarij fought him, don't fight with none of them. Let them fight amongst each yeah, other. Yeah. So, this, 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 so uh, why are these things mentioned? Why do you always quote, for example, I'll give you another example. So they're going to quote these uh, from the Salaf. Why I said it's a valid difference of opinion. Yeah. Like I've been saying for the year and a half. They'll quote Hassan al-Basri. They'll call his statement from Tabakat Ibn Sa'ad. They'll say, oh, Hassan al said, the rulers are a punishment upon you. And they'll use his aathar. We'll say, no problem. We'll, we'll accept this for you. We'll accept this and we'll concede. But what about the rest of the salaf? What about their opinions? Why are you trying to f- dictate one statement and say, this is the statement of the salaf of that time? Akhir, it don't work like that.
0: What's your thoughts on the, um, on the hadith about the one... <coughs> Uh, the ruler Who commits Kufr B'wahan And therefore That justifies uh, a, a rebellion or, or, be, or being held To account Materially um, Because Again You know Kufr B'wahan Is something which uh, A lot of people You know When I've engaged them They, they don't seem to uh, Specify What this means mm-hmm. And if, okay. my, if I'm under, if From my understanding Again This hadith Is again Talking about An Islamic ruler no, no. Who, who has who has committed Kufr B'wahan no, no. Yeah, and I guess the difficulty that I'm saying is that people, I mean, look, my views on stuff is very clear Uh, over the course of seven, eight years. I've made my views on the regimes and the rulers of today's world very clear.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: I've been labeled that time ago, but the point here is that I, I do not see any of them as. Legitimate Islamic rulers, as it has been explained in great detail by uh, the ulama and and even the Sahaba and so forth, as right? per Islam, I would believe. As even per Islam, Islam so. yeah, you know, you understand. But that doesn't that, that shouldn't be equated with, and that shouldn't become synonymous to rebellion, because if that was the case, we would be supporting uprisings left, right, and centre. Exactly. Um, another important point, I guess, I want to make is with regards to this issue of kufr Bahan, How do you understand that Hadith?
1: Uh, the Hadith that's from Ubaid bin Samit, yeah, and uh, he mentioned. The yeah. So we obey the we we pledged with Islam yeah. to listen and obey in good times, in bad times, and in you know in times of distress, etc. Then yeah. it says, Illa in except where we see clear kufr. Now, bawahan means and it says from as as I mean burhan. Like from Allah. So it has to be proved from the Quran and the Sunnah, yes. Okay. Now kufr when a ruler rules by Islam, okay. We live in the UK, so obviously we live in Darul kufr mm. But just say hypothetically now, in a Muslim state that is colonized and occupied, which we've had, even though the majority of the population is Muslim, is Darul it, Kufr. Yeah, Because now. this is stolen; they've they've taken it over. So even you can argue that all right, when the occupiers. Like Palestine, for example. But wait, wait, wait. let's
0: even look when the Ottomans were minority rulers in uh, the Balkans, that was Darul Islam, Darul Islam. Islam. because the authority was in and the hands of the Muslims. They ruled by Islam. Whereas a country can be
1: 99% Muslim with a Muslim ruler yeah. and still be Darul Kufra, Darul, yeah.
0: um, Darul Because Qahar. he could yeah. be
1: implemented, or for example, a ruler that is becomes a Murtad, for mm. example. I'm not going into Takfir, mm. but Qaddafi, for example Let's, mm. let's talk the, and, and even from your scholars You know mm. Bin Baz Allah was uh, Saddam yeah. Now was Iraq Darul Islam or Darul Kufr At that time That's what gave the legitimacy yeah. For yeah. Bombarding Iraq yeah, exactly. Because, because he's Darul yeah. He's a Baathist He's, a, he's a, a godless Baathist Yeah he's a godless Baathist oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Almani etc yeah. Almani So now the situation is Kufr and Bawahan Many of the salaf Or some of the salaf Should I say May takfir on Hajjaj Really? Yeah Ibrahim Al-Naka'i made Takfir and Hajjaj. Tawut made Takfir and Hajjaj. Um, who else made Takfir and Hajjaj? Uh, Sha'bi. Did they cite that
0: hadith when they, when they did that?
1: No, they go, uh, he's Kafir. Like he goes, uh, he believes in Tawut. He's Kafir. And Qadi Iyad, this is what I'm trying to get to now. So yeah. now we've got president from the Salaf who made Takfir on him. Some didn't. And that's Kufir Ijtihadi. Maybe they saw something from Hajjaj because they were from Iraq. Yeah. Hassan Basri was from Basra. Yeah. So maybe... He didn't make takfir of I him mean, because of the impediments of takfir, the mawani'a. Mm. So he didn't. But some of the salaf did. So mm. there's president. So takfir, it's not synonymous with the takfiriyun. If there's clear kufr that is fallen in and you're aware of it and you've done balug al-hujjah, yaqamat al-hujjah, who says this is now connected and is entwined with the takfiriyun? You can. Yeah. Qadi Iyad said The reason why Listen to this is very important What well, we're getting to about 99% Balkans etc yeah. Qadi Iyad And go check Nawawi Shad. You caught Nawawi But you know You can you conveniently miss this Nawawi said Qadi Iyad One of the Maliki scholars Said don The reason why They made Takfir of Hajjad Was not Mujarrad Because of his sin and oppression mm. Because he changed the Sharia Yeah
0: do you see, see the yeah. point here? I'm
1: trying to raise uh, acts and legislation. It's connected. Now you could say, oh, you know, then they'll come up with the argument that uh, "Cover I don't want to get to that, mm. but we're talking about the Salaf who made takfir. Some of the Salaf didn't make takfir, but they rebelled due to his zulm and his injustices. Yeah. But there were some from the Salaf that made takfir on Hajj because he changed the Sharia. So I now, where are you when it comes to this? Now, are they kharijis now? Mm. Stick by your
0: principles mm-hmm. now So I guess I, I guess the point uh, I guess what I'm exploring In this discussion with you Is that my brother It is it, This this issue of obedience And khuruj And rebellion and stuff It really isn't black and white It's not actually. and And I think One of the my greatest concerns In the da'wah Especially with Siyasi issues mm-hmm. Yeah um, Is that You know the, the, Some of the hadith And and, and, and the verses From Surah and Nisa And others that we've discussed here mm-hmm. It is nearly polarised As obey the ruler
1: or <laughs> khuruj yeah it's not like that
0: and it's not it really isn't, like, it isn't that. like that and even if you look at what happened i mean let's take egypt right um when during the arab spring when mubarak fell and others these were not people that were looking to kill him off these were people who took to the streets peacefully mm. right and, and and wanted reform mm. um the ikhwan in jordan for my understanding did not want to remove Abdullah they wanted to want they wanted some constitutional reforms right so, for the for the for the subjects exactly so so here we're not even talking about muslims that took to the streets to remove the tyrant that had been ruling for them for decades it was looking at constitutional reforms yeah, well. it was looking at employment opportunities it was mm. looking at education policies fiscal policies yeah, well. Th- you know and and in the, the issue Standard of, of life yeah, improvement economy i mean so the, the, uh, look, look, putting Libya and Syria aside Because it became a survival issue there Life and death it, Life and death The Muslims had to it, it was a survival issue there But I guess the point I'm trying to make is The dangers of unnuancing these discussions As either obedience or khuruj
1: yeah, yeah. Right? I'm not like that um, And when talking this, Remember this actually And this is a good point that you raised about the worker And knowing about You know The reality on the ground These groups of brothers Are far attached Oh sorry Detached from the reality that's happening in the ground. Mm. And I'll give you an example. The brother who I heard a back and forth with, when I mentioned the name uh, Haftar, he didn't know anything about him. That's madness. So when you're trying to defend your godfather, and you don't know about Haftar when he tried to rebel against Gaddafi, when he got yeah. captured, and then he got mysteriously shipped to America, and you don't know about this But yet you defend Such a person So when it comes to Like you mentioned Syria Look how eloquently you put About the 2013 yeah. akhi, you, you, you follow the developments On the ground Like mm. Syria for example I follow Musa Amr mm. I follow Hadi Abdullah no. I follow various Independent journalists On the ground To find out what's going on In Syria mm. You know these brothers They don't know What's going on They haven't got the foggiest Yet they want to it's politicalized, isn't it? Their, their whole manhaj is based on the political direction and they ain't got a clue of what's going on. on My the dear ground.
0: brother, I'll tell you something as well. Just just, just to kind of like, just, just to add to what you said. I mean, this, this, this conversation about khuruj and rebellion and obedience can get so messy. Mm-hmm. It can get so messy. You can even turn around and say, well, how can Saudi be in a position to support... Um, uh, Sisi, when Sisi's military
1: coup d'etat was in itself a khuruj against within Morsi itself, within itself, but what then the goalposts changed. You know why the goalposts changed because mm. he had the Qudra, yeah? there you go. But then, but then, just now add this let's add another caveat mm. just say, and this is for talking from a uh, from the classical Islamic point of view, not mm. you know, this neo Salafi pseudo Salafi mm. position. Mm. Just say, I ain't got the power, mm. okay? I ain't got the power. I grab 20 men. I'm not calling for khuruj. Don't try and like, take this and say I just going for khuruj. I ain't got it. Yeah. They'll argue Sisi had it. Well, CC, uh, you got your whole foundation is about not doing khuruj, obey him privately, etc. But you got Qudra. Yeah. I ain't got the Qudra. I'm I'm still not a khariji mm. from classical Islamic opinion. Of course. I'm. am from the bari. I'm from the, yeah. the Bugat. Yeah. And even with the Bugat, they even said that even even if that's, if he, that's got classification. That's got classification what? because they said even if he try to take a said it. Yeah. And who brings it? Even Hajar al Yes, Qalani. absolutely. Ghazali said that those who rebel are two groups and the second group is of two groups. Yep. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So now ask, this, ask yourself this question, my brother Didi. Why was this not brought to the public domain? Why? Because the issue isn't that. The issue why? is that. And it goes away from the political. It, go, it goes. Yeah. And it's all political, isn't it? Mm. Why do they bring all of these ahadith and all of mm. these ahadith, which I add, I'm not against. I am forty. But why are these different other opinions that are valid differences, which according to Islamic texts, with the ulama's understanding from the different madahib agrees with us? But you've been disparaging Muslims based on criticizing the ruler, by just your tongue. Mm. How
0: is that fair, Achi? I mean, let's just—I mean, I mean, for our views and listeners, let's even give some historical context, right? When the Umayyads were overthrown by the Abbasids, and, and I've written an extensive piece in Islam Twenty One C. It's called. Um, understanding the caliphate between romanticizing and cynicism. So here I spoke about the Abbasids, they, they did Khuruj against the Umayyads. What, yeah? what is that? Yeah it's, yeah, it's Khuruj. But, but once they had removed the Umayyads and established themselves through force, because we can't say what they did was prophetic. But, but the thing is, they did it by force. They established themselves and all the entities yeah. gave them the Bay'ah. Aywa. Yeah. Aywa. When the Ottomans defeated the Mamluks in Marj Dabik Cairo. Yeah, in Cairo, in 1517. Yeah. Yeah. P- people need to understand that between 1453, actually not 1453, between 1299 to 1517, the Ottomans never said they were Khulafa. No. Once they had defeated the Mamluks, forcibly abdicated Mutawakkil III. Took him to Istanbul. Took him to Istanbul, yeah. gave him a, a, not a bad soul living, yeah. basically stuck it on him, <laughs> and then they d- a, announced Khulafa. So the, so the point I'm trying to make here is that here we have some very rich Islamic um, you know, historical examples of where there were khuruj. Because one could argue, bro, that the Ottomans that you commit khuruj against the existing Abbasid household who the Mamluks were protecting. Maybe. But what was the Ottoman justification? That the Mamluk leadership had become Corrupt, corrupt, that they weren't ruling by Islam, and they were weak, and they were weak, and they were, and and they became a vulnerability for the enemies of Islam. Yeah, that was their maslaha calculus, yeah, exactly. And they moved on them.
1: And were they declared khariji by the no, ulama at that time? Or no? Of course not. Of course not. They had the obedience of the ummah for nearly four hundred years. So you can see the nuances. You can see you the understand? conditions, the shurut. You can see how it's categorized. How the the uh, the powers on the ground. Meaning, do you think the Uthmani didn't have ulama with them at the time? time? of course they did I'm just saying let's throw it out there oh they weren't pseudo-salafis let's put it that way but they didn't have it they weighed their, their, their pros and cons okay you know what there's the crusade because remember um, the, the crusades were still not going on as they did before but still excursions by the by, But the, Russian, the, empire, yeah, the Russian empire then you had empire, obviously yeah. Yeah, yeah, you had, yeah, yeah. had threats the, the Islamic khadud was always being threatened yeah so, always so what, what do you do so the Ottomans made a calculated decision said you know what or right, even if just say they did it for empire just, just throw it out there so it's Khuruj, regardless. Mm. Mm. They did it for Islam, you could say, oh, but they did it because they did it for Islam. But no, just like throw it out there, they just wanted their power. Yeah, yeah, Plus, yeah, it's yeah, not khuruj. Yeah, from a secular point of view, it's not even Khuruj. No.
0: No. And even if we were to say, the Abbasids who removed the Umayyads, which is far earlier on, and we would have to assume that around 750 Gregorian calendar time, that they had a far more richer understanding because it was much more closer to the time of the Salaf, right? Yeah. That even when they removed the Umayyads from power, that was a, that was Khuruj, bro.
1: Do you understand? Shall I give you some classical opinion on this? Like you, we were talking we're talking no, on the topic. On. This is uh, Al-Mughni. Uh, sorry, Mughni Al-Muhtaj by Ibn uh, al Al-Sherbini, sorry. Mm. And I'll just translate it. He says the rebels. Now we're talking about the rebels because we're on the topic of the Ottomans going out and taking over the Mamalik at the yeah. time. He says the rebels are those Muslims who have gone against the head of state, even if he's oppressive, and the rulers are just, <laughs> according to Al-Qaffal. However, Ibn Al-Qushari transmits from the majority of the Shafi'iya because... Uh, Khatib Al-Sharbini with Shafi'i yeah, yeah. He says The majority of the Shafi'iya Transmitted the majority that Which is in al rawda Meaning Imam Nawi's book yeah. That the rebels Okay That they are rebels only Listen to this If the head of state is just So what if the head of state is not just? I'm just it's not it's, They're not rebels It's, it's not rebels The Qawmun al Haq. Like the, I the mentioned good, before The good folk Let's carry on He says Likewise this is a criteria Like we just mentioned In Al-Um which is my, my, by Imam shafii yep. So now we've got president from the Salaf now yeah. Let's carry on The evidence now about Khuruj now This is Imam Nawawi this, we, we want to be transparent And yeah. we want to be very fair yeah, of course In our transmission Of course Now imagine the evidence that is cited Is a statement of the author Imam nawawi In the commentary of Sahih Muslim That rebelling against the head of state Is impermissible according to the consensus of the Muslims Now Imam Nawawi I think was in the 7th or 8th century mm. okay? And he did cite an Ijma' Listen to this So Khatib al is in the 9th century so if there's an ijma'a Stated by my Nawawi, mm. Then that would be binding Wouldn't it course. Into the 9th century A- Because it's after It's ijma'a Everyone's agreed course, course. Listen to this rebelling against the head of state at fighting them Is impermissible According to the ijma'a Of the Muslim Consensus of the Muslim However this consensus Has been disputed Why? So it's disputed But mm. why is it disputed? Because of the rebellion Of al Hussein against Yazid Boom. And the rebellion Of uh, uh, Zubair Against the uh, Abdullah bin Mar- uh, Abdullah uh, Abdullah, sorry Abdullah bin against Abdul Malik bin Murrah, and they were both supported by a huge number of the Salaf. There you go. Classical, classical. We give you classical. Yeah, mine yeah. and Dilly's uh, opinion. are you know the Ottomans. Yeah, yeah. We give you classical, classical sources that the rebels are what are only rebels if the head of state is, is just. just. So, wife is not just. Yeah.
0: So moving towards kind of. The concluding topic of today's podcast, uh, and it's still very much linked to everything that we've discussed. Um, And that is the birth of the uh, Wahhabi movement or the early Najd movement, or whatever various words people use. Yeah,
1: it's still collected,
0: isn't it? Yeah, so I mean, talking on the issue (laughs) of Khuruj, talking about the issue of rebellion and and, and legitimacy of rulers, etc. Yeah, um, there was uh, in the Middle to late eighteenth century, there was an alliance formed, yes, uh, by a, a sheikh called Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab and the Al Saud household, of course. right? And this was no doubt a theological and political movement. You cannot deny
1: this. Very politically motivated,
0: and which then transpired into the first rebellion of eighteen eleven of the Al Saud. Uh, against the the the, the, the 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 Ottoman Caliphate, and that's what it was. Let's let's not deny it, it was uh, it was Khuruj against a legitimate standing Caliphate
1: with their flaws and with their errors. With their flaws and an errors,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah no, no. But, Habib, we know this that like, even after Khulafat Rashidah, this was. Oh, it's
1: tar- tyrannical. Yeah, yeah. As the Prophet so, so so said, yeah, yeah. the, said, there'll be issues. Yeah. Uh, there'll be a nubuah uh, amongst you, and then Allah will raise it. And yeah. then there will be a Malik al A'dah. Yeah. There will be like a succession kingship. Yeah. Yeah. Malik al Jabriya yeah. and then Thumma Tukun al Khilaf, and then he carries them. Or Kama Karu.
0: So, here we have to now look at this issue where many brothers from that kind of persuasion uh, will say, well, hold on here. Uh, the the Ottomans were a bunch of uh, grave worshiping Dusawufi yeah, yeah. kind of very very Aurafi. yeah yeah you know you Mashup, know, mash up mash up aqidah, mash up theology mash up everything no no different to the pagans yeah basically in essence right so therefore they're not they're, I don't hear these brothers cite these things but they mention it it's a clear justification yeah it's it's, it's basically uh, setting the basis for what you're gonna end up saying what ends up happening then is obviously we have to then look at this issue of the 1811 rebellion. Was there advice and nasiha given to the Khalifa in Istanbul? Uh, what was the kufr buahan that was committed by um, um, the Khalifa of, of of the Ottoman state? Do you know who um, that was by the way at that time, 1811? Um, well, I know that Muhammad Ali Pasha, the viceroy. Yeah, he, he was he was basically the kind of defa- we'll get
1: we'll get to that. Yeah, he,
0: gonna- he he was the de facto governor, but he was kind of a power in and of himself. Yeah, but he yeah. was still by extension part of the Ottoman state. Okay. Okay. Um, but the point I'm trying to make here is that Many would argue that no The Al Saud did not commit rebellion mm-hmm. They did not do Khuruj mm-hmm. And it certainly wasn't justified By the theological and legal position Of Muhammad ibn Abdul wahhab Now I find this very problematic mm-hmm. I find it problematic for the following reasons Number one, I have spoken to many of my teachers In Istanbul uh, Who have access to Ottoman documents I remember this, We're talking 1811 here the Ottoman, the Ottomans kept things in document right from Suleiman al wow. Kanuni's time. Wow, yeah, and I, was, I inquired many times. Was there any letters from any emissaries from the Najd area, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: right, or from Diraya? These places, yeah, yeah. Are, yeah, yeah. yeah? Were were there were there any kind of letters to the Khalifa, you know, advising him on his many ills or the state of the Ummah in Or in
1: come back to Tawheed yeah, okay, we're the only yeah, Muslims I- on exactly, the planet, and
0: all of this kind of stuff. <laughs> Wallahi, they couldn't find nothing. <laughs> there you go. There's nothing on record to say that emissaries or letters came as Nasiha and advise from, 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 from the from the area, yeah. telling the Ottomans to fix up. Number one. Number two. What then? So j- al- al- yeah. So. No, number 2 what also then justified the many raids that took place against the Hujjaj who were coming from Cairo who come from Asham who come from Istanbul to make Hajj and they were murdered their women were taken as slaves these are Muslims, Muslims yeah? yeah
1: because why they were great worshipping um uh, the, yeah so Let's have that discussion Let's have that discussion And then, you know what This is going to be The icing on the cake And and, it, and a lot of people Ain't going to like What I'm going to say Because we've been fed A narrative Which all due respect Is covered with Distortions and hypocrisy mm. Number one Muhammad Ibn Wahhab Himself And I take his work In terms of creed You know The basic uh, theological position That he had I, I agree with But from his Methodological position In terms of takfir And how he went Like a warlord you know, There's no other word To describe it was no different than the phenomenon of Daesh that we see today. and he That's a big st- claim. It's a massive claim. And I stand by it. We'll assess that in a bit. We will assess that. So mo- let's now go back. And I'm, I'm sure you got time, my brother, did.:.: I do. And, uh, for you always. Pop another Coke for me. And yeah. we'll, uh, uh, for, you <laughs> always. for you always. Go on. Um, so let's start up and let's go into the early life of Muhammad and Abdul Wahab. Because we've got a lot of time, let's now fast forward. Let's present context, which they don't do. And we're mm-hmm. going to do that today. Mohammed mm-hmm. and Abdul Wahab was born... Okay, in Oyena, and when he was born, he was taught by his father. The early interaction that he had—remember, he was living in an area where the Ottomans didn't really have any control. Let's be fair. Yeah, it, it, they had, they had, they had influence, mm. but the tribes were really ruling, and the Ottomans really had their eyes over these particular rulers. This is what you call in English
0: su- suzerainty. So, okay. so what the Ottomans do is they they'll have authority, but they'll, they'll they'll give that power
1: to local tribes. Exactly, and they report back. Yeah, they report back. Exactly, yeah. zakat the or whatever yeah. they mean. Mohammed Abdul Wahhab went to Basra. Now, Basra was under the control of the Ottoman Empire at it that time. It was indeed. The European colon- uh, colonialists didn't really arrive until like the middle of the 18th century, yeah, if yeah. not near the end. Yeah, yeah. So when Mohammed Abdul Wahab went to Basra, he seen, as like he calls, likes to call it, you know, mushrikun and, you know, pagans. And grave seen worshippers. Very grave and worshippers. Madness. Yeah, yeah, madness. So he saw some madness there. And that really shaped up his thinking. And no, are we disputing that madness wasn't No, happening. I'm not disputing that. Yeah. I'm not disputing that. And... We'll get to the, the atrocities And we'll get to the accusations as well Because it's parallel to each other isn't it of The accusations it. from the Najdis yeah. And what was taking place And then what resulted yeah. as you like to call it The raids etc yeah. Muhammad abdul returned back And that's when he wrote his first book Kitab al-Tawheed yeah. That was his first book Because of what he experienced in Basra There was a leader And pay attention to this name Called Uthman bin Ma'mar okay, okay. Uthman bin Ma'mar Pay attention to this name Listening. When he started coming he won't re- his da'wah re- wasn't really accepted by the people. So, Muhammad Abdul Wahab had no protection. He had no protection. Many people opposed him, and Uthman bin Ma'mar gave him protection. Now, this Uthman bin Ma'amar, just to get it out there, he's a tribal leader. He's a tribal leader. But this Uthman bin Ma'amar
0: yeah.
1: was killed by Muhammad Abdul Wahab. But we'll get to that later. Uthman bin Ma'amar gave him protection. He demolished the grave of Zaid bin Khattab. Zaid bin Khattab was a brother of Umar bin Khattab, Rada'anhu. and his grave was prominent in that area. He demolished it so the people obviously don't get me wrong. There were some mash-up practices that were happening, some clear un Islamic practices that were happening. They were emotionally attached. And they go, What the hell's going on here? Uthman and Ma'mur kicked him out. On your way, son. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. let's skip a bit. Now he's, get, he's getting passed from pillar to post. He enters into the territory of Muhammad ibn Su'ud. Yeah, okay, this is where it's going to get hot. He gets into his territory and a lot of people don't know this. It was his wife that encouraged Muhammad bin Saud to meet Muhammad bin Abdul Wahab. It was his wife. And this is written in Anwan Majd. Go check it out. Mm. And all of this in part three. Part three is coming, lads. Even to prove that Muhammad bin Abdul Wahab is the forefather of ISIS. And I'll even go further before I get to the story. That what they're following today is a heretical Salafia. It's not the same as Muhammad bin Abdul Wahab. It's heretical, brother. It's heretical. It's no way connected to what Muhammad bin Abdul Wahab was promoting and the early Najdiya. It's a heretical movement. Believe me. It's no way connected. But I will say, oh, okay, fine. So, so, so that meeting happened. Yeah, I was uh, going to get to this have yeah, That meeting happened. Mm. Wallah al they? You, when you read the, the exchange between them two. Wallah, Romeo and Juliet. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get to it in part three. Well I was reading it, I was I was crying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, it, it <laughs> what was a story. It, it was a match made, it was in, a match made in heaven. Yeah. Uh, not obviously Juliet or Romeo yeah. didn't poison themselves, yeah. but yeah. Wallah it melts the heart. It he melt the heart. Anyway, what happened then? Muhammad Abdul Wahab this is now wrote letters to the tribes in so, Central Arabia. Yeah.
0: Calling them back to Tawheed. Calling them back to Tawheed and, and your Mushriks yeah, and yeah, this, and yeah, this, that. And that, this, yeah, that. Yeah.
1: Now, naturally, Muhammad Abdul Wahhab believes that's it. It's done. I've done my Balugh al I've done my the hujjah and then he started Al-Ghazawat. He started the Jihad, mm. okay? Because he was fighting Al-Mushrikun.
0: But it's also too important, brother, and, and I have to keep saying this. Go uh, for it. There is no records... Currently that exists And none that I've read From my extensive reading Into Ottoman history No I'm not experience. talking about that. Ottoman no, no, but I'm talking about That, that even when The Ghazawat began
1: With those different Various Arab tribes Within yeah. the peninsula There were no letters
0: There were no letters
1: And it was politically Motivated brother There was no letters There was no.
0: was no You know when we hear Very commonly give the, Don't criticize the
1: ruler Give Nasiha <laughs>
0: privately yeah, Hold him by her, the hand Hold him by the hands, <laughs> Tell
1: him nicely There was no, none, th- none no, of this None of that None of that Okay so then they started Pillaging tribes Started pillaging Killing, slaughtering, and I've done a two part series on it. Mm. You've, you've watched it. So, Muhammad Abdu'l Wahhab declared those around him to be mushrikeen and polytheists. Muhammad Abdu'l Wahhab uh, uh, met Muhammad bin Saud in 1165, and it's documented in the book. That was 1165. 18, oh, you're talking about Hijri. I'm sorry. talking about Hijri. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. So, that would have been, I don't know the Hijri. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. 1165. From 1165 all the way to 1206, they pillaged. They Slaughtered, yeah, yeah, it was a They killed a under buff. the pretext that they were mushrikun. Now, they argue, I've heard this argument now, even from the ones who are quite mellow, by the way, because the spiritual godfathers, Muhammad and Abdu'l-Wahhab, they got to defend him at all costs. You know what they say. It was I- Abu Bakr fought the martyrdom.
0: Mm. Okay, well let me let, let me just nip that one <laughs> okay, in the bud, okay, okay. yeah. First, first and foremost, yeah. yeah. Those grave worshiping Mushrikun who were actually realistically actually were Muslims. Uh, they may have been misguided, they were, but but to kind of have a generic taqfiir and a, to excommunicate them in such vast numbers. You have to remember that Abu Bakr and when he dealt with the murtadin of the time, that's because he did not differentiate between the Salah and the Zakah. Were. These are people who were paying Zakah to the Ottoman state. These are people who were paying um, they, they were fulfilled. They, they, and there were it, a thousand years
1: in Islam, by the yeah, way. And uh, the Murtaduni Abu uh, Bakr uh, were recently converted yeah, I,
0: I, 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 And there were people who and, and they were given allegiance to false prophets at that time. At that time, time, time as well. But the, the the argument I have heard is that this is this was Muhammad Abdul Wahhab's ijtihad, Ayyubh. based on what was apparent, uh, in terms of practices that have become very prevalent in the peninsula. Okay. Uh, but even then, I find it so difficult to understand how that could justify the death and destruction that took place. Okay.
1: Let me give you one example to so highlight the massacres. And, like, I'd like to call it him being the forefather of ISIS. Let me just give you one example that so will shock you to your core from their own books, from their own testimony. There was a tribe, two mm-hmm. tribes, in fact, and they were Murtadun, as, as they were. Because yeah. <laughs> Muhammad Abdul Wahab and the early Najdir were the only Muslims on the planet. Yeah. And we're going to get to ele- 1811, we're going to get to that as well. Yeah. So, don't worry about it. Because what we want to do, we want to show you. The reality on the ground during his time. And the backdrop. And the backdrop. So you can't separate him from the atrocities that happened after his death. Yeah. Because he laid down the foundation. Of course. You understand? It's the same way you could say Zarqawi laid down the foundation for? ISIS. Exactly. Yeah. So Muhammad Abdul Wahab, there was a tribe that came and they were murtadun. Obviously they were Murtad. So they wanted to enter Islam. So Muhammad Abdul Wahab got very happy. Okay. Got very happy and said, mashallah, alhamdulillah. So he said, okay. He sent this one person with him and said, go teach him the Tawheed and the Ahkam. Neither new Muslims, we need to teach them because we're the only Muslims. They have to learn our Islam. You know, we are the Muslims, so they got to learn the Islam according to us. They went to that tribe, this person went to that tribe, taught them the Akam and the Tawheed. So, naturally speaking, if someone teaches the Akam and Tawheed, you would be upon Islam and upon
0: the
1: Deen. Six months later, they apostated. God knows how. They just apostated. You know what happened? Abdul Aziz bin Muhammad bin Saud, so he's the son of Muhammad bin Saud, who is the Son-in-law of yeah. Muhammad al Wahab Who yep. married his daughter yep. He sent someone And slaughtered this tribe And he says in the book Wakana qatul, uh, uh, w- 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 kafir. There was loads of killing So they're naturally been slaughtered now and They go, look, we want to enter Islam again You know, oh, we've been slaughtered Guess what happens He brings them back Abdul Aziz Who's the son-in-law of Muhammad al Wahhab, Wahab Brings these tribes Whoever were alive at that time And said, you want to enter Islam? They go, yes, we want to enter Islam He goes, all right You know what you need to do? You should pay me 3,000 riyals and because you can't afford it, you have to pay me a thousand up front. So you're trying to tell me now. Where's this cited? This is in uh, Anwan and Majd. No, Tariq and Najd by Ibn Ghannam. Go check it out. my in my video. That's one example. Yeah. Now, Muhammad Abdul Wahab was alive at that time. He sent the person to teach him Tawheed and Ahkam. How did they suddenly become Muslim, Murtaddun six months later? What? Did they just worship? Did they see? Because remember, there were no social media li- uh, yeah, course, at that time. Yeah. So how did they become Murtaddun? Was there another letter like we were talking about mm. the letters? Was there another letter sent to them and saying, hold on, yeah, you become the, murtadun again?
0: It's very likely they would have received some news of, of hearsay. Some, yeah, hearsay or something that's happened.
1: yeah. Or And again, it could be that they weren't worshipping trees mm. and stones. Mm. They just basically wanted to expand. They thought, you know, now's a perfect opportunity. Let's go slaughter mm. them. So, so
0: so, you'll even find it in Islam Q&A, um, Sheikh Munajid, I believe. Um, Allah hates his release. Yeah, I mean, I believe he even, he, I, I, I think this is, perhaps one of the best positions you can possibly take if you come from that persuasion. He reaffirmed that the Ottomans were indeed a legitimate caliphate. No doubt. Yeah. But they had theological positions which they allowed to become prevalent in certain parts of the state, yeah. which was without... Ignorance shab- and... Yeah, yeah. Like that. Without, which, which without a shadow of a doubt uh, was heretical according to um, that kind of theological understanding, right? But he posited something that, look... Uh, Is it Dariya or how do you pronounce it? Dariya or Dariya? Dariya. Dariya, yeah. So he said Dariya and Najd was never under the control of the Ottomans. So it wasn't Khuruj in that regard. But I guess the point I'm trying to make is that because it was an expansionist state,
1: it was going to be Khuruj at some point or another. That laid the foundation, like I said before, to 1811. 1811. Now, Muhammad Abdul Wahab died in 1206. Again, Hijri. 1792. You keep the Gregorian, I'll keep the Hijri. (laughs) So, like I mentioned before, Abdul Aziz. Was the son in law of Muhammad Ibn Abdul Wahab yeah. who married his daughter? Yeah. Abdul Aziz had a son. Uh, I think he's called Saud. Mm. This guy makes Abu Bakr al Baghdadi put, puts him to shame. We're going to get to him. Yeah. So you guys know about this. Let me tell you, they know about it, Ahi. Muhammad Abdul Wahab passed away. Now, you do know when they went to um, Iraq mm. and they went to Basra and they went to Karbala. You know what they did there, don't you?
0: Yeah, massacres, bro. M-
1: massacres, even to the point in their own books, you know what it says? That they slaughtered a known market. They went into a market in Basra and slaughtered the people to the point that people wanted to, to, to escape from the massacre. They jumped in the river and drowned. Yeah. That's in their own works, bro. They're mm-hmm. proud of it. So the, And you're and then you're trying to tell me that he's not the forefather of ISIS or uh, mm-hmm. the early age, not the mm-hmm. forefather of ISIS. Let's carry on even further. Mecca, like you said. Saud. Abdul Aziz has passed away now. I'm, I'm, the reason why I'm not going into in depth because I'm doing part three. Mm. So I'm going to present it in detail with the books as I do. Mm. You know, when they went to Mecca and besieged Mecca, there was a drought at that time. There was an actual drought. Mm. So they had the pathways blocked going north towards Syria and south towards Yemen. So they, no food was coming in. No and course. your sieges take yeah. time, don't they? Of course. So no food was going in. No food was coming. Oh, sorry. They, they couldn't go out to, to obviously go to other areas to, to, to eat. And there's a drought. So naturally, they're gonna die of starvation. Mm-hmm. The historian says that they besieged them to the point that they were eating dogs to stay survive. To, 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 to survive, when they entered into Mecca, who was the uh, the, the ruler? Muhammad Abdul Wahab's grandson or uh, great grandson, Saud bin Abdul Aziz yes. ibn Muhammad bin Saud. Yes, he wrote because who the the Hijaz at that time and the Ottomans were. Uh, their, their legislative uh, was Fiqh the was up upon the Hanafi fiqh Yeah, for
0: the Hanafi fiqh And they had the Al-Sharif family
1: looking after them Exactly So when they, when they entered They got the uh, Now, before then Again, I'm fast forwarding They went to Syria as well They went to Oman They went to Bahrain And they went to various areas Doing what they do best yeah. Similar to the, uh, therefore, uh, to the modern day phenomenon of ISIS yeah. So they slaughtered, slaughtered, slaughtered he, This Saud Obviously is under duress And I don't even want to get to his brother yet but I'm fast forwarding they made them write a fatwa. I've got it in my phone, but I don't want to present it because I'm gonna show them that they made the Meccans or the Muftis of Mecca write that we what they did, the early they're the victors, the, the conquerors, mm. conquerors, what they did in Syria, Egypt was okay to slaughter them and make their blood halal and take their wealth because they were Murtad yeah, There you go. So there you go. So I'm just saying, yeah. wait for it. So
0: this now what 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 Brother Haji just described and what we kinda of just briefly spoke about this it's very, very ugly what happened. When we're talking about Muslim massacres, right? And this is a reformist movement that that grew out from the kind of very isolated areas of what is modern-day Saudi Arabia. That some of the theological positions that we hear now which is very commonly associated to that persuasion and that movement about advising rulers <laughs> about not not, yeah. not not even uttering a word against them about not making khuruj about not making rebellion about yeah, not yeah. you know you know all, all this kind of stuff which has become very synonymous with their da'wah. Yeah. when you look at the, which is their holy grail like i like a, like and poly- if you look at the historical roots of how this movement began it was actually founded upon a khuruj, khuruj.
1: Let's not, even talk like about like the ma- let's not even talk about the modern third Saudi state, how they were founded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not even going yeah, to get yeah. to that. But what happened when they... Um, so they carried on slaughtering. So they took Mecca, they took all the areas, they took Oman, and the Ottoman Empire at that time was... You yeah. know, the news got yeah, to them. Thinking, yeah, yeah. Hold on, we got these bandits yeah, yeah. who R- were just R- slaughtering R- people. Yeah, yeah. What's going on? So... Mohammed Ali Basha sent his son from Egypt, Ibrahim Pasha yep. and yep. Tuskan Pasha, yep. to go sort him out. Yeah. Now, what I what happened during that uh, incursion into Daraya and Ayyina, et etc. Were massacres? Actually. Were massacres? No doubt about mm, it. No doubt. But one thing I find hypocritical is how can you cry and complain from eleven sixty five to all the way to twelve thirty two? You guys were committing massacres upon massacres upon massacres. I'm not justifying mm. what Ibrahim Basha did and Tuskan Basha but I'm saying is you can't cry wolf. You understand? Bro, from my understanding, um,
0: Ibrahim Pasha and, and his son and, 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 and the and the squad which he sent out to address uh, the nudget movement, the rebellion, uh, from my understanding, that there was even moments where they were given an opportunity to renew their bay'ah to the Ottomans. Oh yeah, there you go. I right?
1: didn't know that.
0: Yeah, There was even an opportunity that said that you guys have caused your death and destruction. Um, there is an opportunity before we move on you to come and
1: renew your bay'ah and
0: and and to renew So
1: oh, they, they refused obviously they re, Of
0: course they refused
1: um, Do you know what happened to the ruler? What happened to him When they finally entered in area? You know what they did to him? They well, cut off his hands They cut off his tongue and, 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 and obviously that's brutal No doubt about it But the argument here is That the massacres And I've counted You know And let's be fair I haven't counted You know Very thoroughly Because I read through yeah. 1165 to 1232 mm. From the top of my head now Which I've done that video About four or five months ago I counted easily up to at least 10,000 deaths from their own testimony. Could Mm. be more. Mm. Now, here it begs the question now that Muhammad al Wahab laid the foundations for these Early movement, early dawa to Najdiya. The rulings are in the books like Dar and, and, and رسونية, Yeah, yeah. Plentiful. plentiful. But what they do actually, yeah. they deceive you as well. You know, the technicalities are very good. Mm. They go, oh, Muhammad Abdul Wahab says, Nahnu kafir, uh, The one that worships the the sunnah under the grave of Abdul Qadir. What we say to that is that was at the early part of his dawa. You know, when he got a bit brazen and he got a bit, more, he got loads of power and he got support. Mm. Muhammad bin Saud. Akhi.
0: my dear brother, wallahi I'll be honest with you now, yeah. You know when you you know when we look at the life of a believer, the, the Iza and the life of the believer, and we know the the maqam of this, um, to say that an entire town's people are committing shirk, and they are worshiping the graves of this pious person whoever yeah, it yeah. may be, and then now to go and carry out a massacre and enslave their women,
1: take
0: their take their animals, their livestock, their belongings to now justify this as. Something that's Islamically
1: permissible But what's the argument actually? This is yeah. what's shocking They go well, uh, Muhammad Muhammad Did Ijtihad yeah. And Abu Bakr Fought the Murtaddin So then you uh, can't but argue When Daesh Says the same yeah,
0: thing it's a, it's a madness And I think it was Sheikh Kabani Who was the former Imam of Adil Kabani yeah. He said that He they admitted it. He said you can't because You know what
1: I say To this actually? You know when they argue Especially the, the, the Neo-Salafis Meaning the Slaves and the rulers The white papers When they say The Muhajirun The Takfirun If you criticise them How can you not criticize Muhammad and Abdul Wahab? Mm. He is the forefather of this methodology. Imam Shoukani, Imam Shoukani, I'm going to get to that in part three. Ibn Badis, we could go on and on. Even his own brother, Mm. he followed a movement which was basically similar to George Bush. Either you're with us or against us. Mm. And if you're not with us, then we know what happened.
0: I think you should be. I mean, I'm going to state this anyway for my part. I mean, I don't don't know about about your position, but no one's disputing. Uh, Sheikh Mohammed Ibn Abdul Wahhab's knowledge. Not, uh, no one's disputing even some of his f- fantastic and championed work on matters
1: of Tawheed and stuff like this. We're very, very this. simplistic, very, very, you know, uh, beneficial, insightful, to, and yeah. I take his words yeah, when it yeah. comes to that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And 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 the issue here is rather a theological basis that was set out. Which then became a political movement Which basically made the life and the blood Of Muslims, Muslims halal, halal, halal And
1: where rebellion actually became um, no, the, Became the thing It yeah? was, it was, it was their, their modern state Today and in the past Because when they went out In the early part When they didn't have much empire That was classed as Khuruj as well Of course, of course absolutely. Why didn't they obey the ruler or whatever Just say for example the tribe of Khuraymila. Yeah. Why didn't they bin I'm going to yeah. get to that in part yeah. 3 why didn't they write to him and take, take him by the hand and advise him privately? And because remember, Uthman bin Affan weren't doing shirk or mm. Just remember yeah, that point. He was not doing yeah. shirk or kufr. So what happened to all the ahadith about obeying the ruler? And this is, I guess,
0: what I'm saying. I think the entire podcast has kind of channeled in on this inconsistency, in- hypocrisy, yeah? inconsistency, bec- double standards. Bec- because I've always found that whilst Calling those who celebrate the date of birth of the Prophet Sallallahu as Ahlul Bida and these kind of things. But you have no problem with those who celebrate the Saudi Independence Day. Uh, an Independence Day of a state which was founded upon Khuruj. And right? do you want to touch on the modern state? Let's touch, let's let's touch, on, let's the, briefly just touch on the modern state. Yeah.
1: So now we're opening up the can of worms.
0: So the modern state here obviously was something that was practically given birth by the British. Uh,
1: yeah, anyway, by the you British, do the word out of my mouth, But we're going to dwell into it to the point that I've done a video on it called The Origin of the Saudi Kingdom. Mm. And I went into their own media resources center. So it's not bro haji making conspiracies. Because let's be fair as well. You find many ghoulats from the Sufia, And let's put this out there. When they mention Muhammad bin Abdul Wahab, they come out with ridiculous conspiracies. Yeah, For example, yeah. I've heard Muhammad bin Abdul Wahab supported Lawrence of Arabia. Uh, I've heard that. Completely actually. two different two eras. Two different eras. Yeah, not yeah, yeah. even connected. Yeah, but yeah. because they, they got this... Yeah, yeah. Partisan and fanaticism the, the truth is basically blinded yeah, to them yeah, yeah. Whereas right. me coming from an athari background Who takes Mohammed bin Abdul Wahab's works Who benefited from Muhammad Abdul Wahab's works And even encourages those to read those books I'm being extremely fair and partial And said he's not above criticism mm. He's not above criticism not. But let's go to the modern state now There was a tribe And you're very, very familiar with history And you'll agree with me during the uh, course of the first Saudi state, which got demolished, then the second, they, they rose their ugly head yeah. again, and yeah. the second state got demolished. Yeah. There was a dynasty called Al Rashidiyah.
0: Al Rashidiyah, so they were the t- t- they were the the, the
1: main Ottoman uh, family, allies. On behalf of the allies, yeah, in Central Arabia. So they were yeah. ruling in that part. Yeah. Muhammad ibn Abdul Muhammad bin uh, Abdul Aziz Abdul, yeah. Abdul Aziz uh, Saud, basically was exiled to Kuwait. Yeah. okay, it was in Kuwait. Now what happened was he wanted. Leadership So bad And wanted to Because rest- remember He's from the Saud yeah, Tribal course. You know uh, con- He's got the Tribal connection So he's got What we call Respect He's got A lot of clout Because of his Connection to the Early Dawah to So what he wanted Was power He was a slave For power He was dreaming He was begging For power So what he did was He raided into Khuryat, His first incursion Now number one Khuruj Straight up Straight up Straight up they weren't kufar.
0: Yeah.
1: Where was the letter? There was no Where was the Hujjah? Where was grabbing by the ruler by the hand? There so no there's Khuruj there. Yeah. Number one, Khuruj. khuruj. He, he conquered Riyadh. Then after conquering many, many, like they call them, uh, what's they call it? Al-Arid. They yeah. call Al-Arid. The, the areas surrounding it, Riyadh yeah. and the surrounding mm. areas. His power or oh, his, his, his uh, zeal for power grew. And he's thinking, oh, now I've got this in um, mm. you know, um, the Saud dynasty. I'm from the offspring of the Mohammed mm. mm. bin uh, Saud. So, so he wanted power. So during that time, 1882, 1883, the British uh, were very much, you know, influential in Egypt and in Kuwait. Yeah. And in the strengths of Yemen as well, I think uh, the Aden they had that part as well. And obviously they were in the uh, the uh, subcontinent. Yeah, yeah, the the the, the British Empire was basically the the, the, the the empire. Like uh, they said, the the sun that rose from The the empire was basically so vast that the the sun sun never, the sun never set set on the British Empire. Empire. So it was vast. Yeah, there was an individual by the name of Sir Percy Cox. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Sir Percy Cox, and I call him Sir with respect Mm -hmm. because. Your godfather Treated him with respect So Sir Percy Cox Got involved And got And uh, basically Had connections with uh, Abdulaziz Ibn Saud. So what happened Abdul, uh, Sir Percy Cox Sent an individual By the name of Captain William Shakespeare And we're not talking About the poet oh, yeah, yeah. But definitely. Yeah. The meeting may have Been poetic Yeah yeah yeah, for yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His influence Was very poetic yeah, yeah. Poetic justice yeah. But he sent Sir uh, Captain William Shakespeare Now Sir Captain William Shakespeare Was the one Who was the brain's on the, on the ground. And indeed. there was a treaty called the Treaty of Darin, and we, we all know about that. Yep. Due to this connection, the birth of the Saudi state or the third Saudi state was born. One, Khuruj. Number two, Ta'awun Mal Muhtalin. They, uh, they cooperated with the occupiers of Muslim lands. They did. And that's number two. Number three, when Abdul Aziz ibn Muhammad bin Saud, obviously living off the, the name of his. His, uh, his tribe meaning Because of the Saud connection He had a movement uh, Which supported him Because of That The Ikhwan movement mm. the, 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 the uh,
0: Not to get mistaken With Ikhwan no. al-Muslim exactly. Ikhwan was a Tribal um, A tribal Fighting force Fighting force Who were simplistic be, uh, very Believers
1: aust- Very sincere Very, very austere simplicity And they, the wa- they thought Of themselves As if this is what khilaf- we're going to expand Islam yeah, as yeah. the Sahaba did. Yeah, so yeah. they were very simple yeah, people. Yeah.
0: So, so, so they
1: envisaged, obviously, a Khilafah, which was hey, more orthodox. And they thought he was the one that was going to hmm. be spearheading uh, this. Unfortunately, the British stopped him on the north. There you go. You took the words out of my mind. So when they expanded, the British Empire goes, look, mate. Put calm, your brakes on, calm your horses, calm your horses, little son. Yeah, you get a, you're our puppy, you're our little pet, stroke him, yeah. you know, let the tail waggle. Yeah, and they go stop there. So the ikhwan naturally obviously said, Okay, now we're going to Iraq now, our, our time to go. Because
0: they, they were worries who were, according to them, were go, spreading do do, a version of Islam. and because
1: everyone else was Murtadun to an yeah. extent. Yeah. so Abdul Aziz basically said, No, it's not happening. I heard an account where. He uh, he killed him off he? Yeah, he killed him off, yeah, you know? off. But there's killed an account where one of the uh Ikhwan, he was telling them about the British where they had planes mm. and uh he was explaining it to him, Look, they got planes, they got this. So they said, Look, it's a lot again, we don't want to get into the Athari Ashari thing, but they said, Look, okay, there's planes and stuff. Remember that's a new phenomenon back then. You know huge. Huge, like of course. things in the sky and you're yeah, looking and dropping bombs. We're it's dropping bumps. Like, the, you know, for us now it's like, Oh, it's yes, Concord, yeah, yeah, this yeah, yeah. private yeah. jets. But back then it's like an in a master a science scientific you know invention that n- none of us ever saw or that time anyway, so they said all right then. But it's Allah above those planes. That's how simplistic they were. They go, mm. It's Allah above those planes. They go. He goes. Yeah. He goes. No problem. Let's carry on. He basically knew that these people ain't gonna
0: mm. stop. Yeah.
1: So the only way, and they recognize his treachery. They recognize his treachery. They obviously eventually clocked on that this guy. All of the statements about Sa'ud and Islam and you know, Quran and Sunnah, Allah Fahim Salah it's all lip service, it was all just to get his uh, dynasty that or what was what he, his ancestors had before. And you have to remember this reminds me of the hadith of the Prophet when Abu Sufyan yes. went to Heraclius, And he wanted obviously I don't know the full context obviously why he went, but he asked him a few questions. You know the hadith and by he goes about the, the testimony at of the, the test and thing he thing goes, did he have did he, did he have a kingdom? Yes before him and when he answered all those questions he goes no because the reason why I asked you that is because maybe he would want what his ancestors had before and then the hadith ended by saying I will wash his feet but he didn't he presented Islam to his people and his people didn't accept but this is the point so the Ikhwan like you said got destroyed so the same people look at the treachery of this man the same people that gave him or even fought for him and gave their life and blood for this state he ended up finishing Allah Khuruj and along with the British,
0: I would even go as far as to say, and just bring the podcast to a close now. Zahmullah, for that, no, that very agree. quick h- history. No, no, it's brief. It's brief. Um I would even go as far as to say that this has been an ongoing struggle between the Saudi political establishment mm-hmm. and the Saudi religious establishment. Yeah, well. uh, in that every other year, or there has always been a consistent level of ulama within Saudi Arabia since its inception. Who have always kind of played this role that we really should be doing more. Like, this is not right. We should be expanding this. Yeah. Um, uh, Ulema who have supported jihad in v- various countries Afghanistan, the Afghanistan Shishan, Bosnia, yeah, yeah. various yeah. places. I believe that Saudi will and always will have, since it, since if, if, for as long as it remains, it will always have a struggle between those people of knowledge who still believe in that dream of Muhammad bin Abdul Wahhab and al Saud from the very day dot okay. that they still believe that there should be a fulfillment mm. of that vision. Mm-hmm. But the harsh and brutal and reality is that the Saud political savage is not interested in this. No. They're interested in their own hegemonic rule and that of their paymasters in Washington no. and formerly London. Um, and you know, and soon to be Tel Aviv. Yeah, it's very soon to be. Given everything, given everything that we've
1: discussed, yeah.
0: and there's a lot we've discussed. Yeah, history, politics, theology, and as I mentioned earlier, I knew this podcast wasn't going to be short.
1: I know it wasn't going to be. I planned and I prepared. Yeah. What
0: would your advice be to those brothers and sisters, uh, whether they be at universities, whether they may be aspiring to lab? Um du'at, uh, speakers corner every facet yeah. of where this da'wah has influenced the minds of many because remember it's backed this da'wah has been backed by billions of dollars 100%. billions of petrol dollars 100%. has pushed a particular narrative especially after the wake of the first Iraq war onward what would your advice be to those on kind of just waking
1: up a little bit and kind of well, that, they, you know it's, more- it's, for me anyway Habibna is that I am not the one
0: yeah.
1: that wants to be the source of or the bearer of bad news like they're this they're that my whole ambition is to create harmony and love and respect between Muslims because that's what we need unity the solution and all to, to the dua or the the, the tulab al-ilm and those who are studying in universities like you uh, you know like, like you mentioned is that do not become blind to the truth and do not become, you know, hisbis to the point that you're going to exclude yourself from Muslims based upon political allegiances. Don't, don't be that brother that just follows the crowd. Don't be a sheep. You know, especially the tulab al and this is, this is the main the crux here. The du'aat, look, our call, I'm not even but other du'aat, other da'i, I honestly believe that we want to bring Islam into people's lives and show them that Islam is a solution and to be proud of Islam and to be proud to be Muslims. Don't fear the blame of the blameless, don't be mentally canalized. You know, be proud of your Islam. That's why, I'm, look, I'm 35 years old, Do you know what I mean? I want people to see someone like me and say, look, yeah, we want to be aspiring Muslims. But to the tulab al I say that those who are studying in the universities where the dust is going into their nose and they're being schooled to a certain way of thought, don't let your tools that you learn blind you and be politically aligned to those who, to a certain extent, paid for your education. Because I've actually heard this, my dear brother, mm. that brothers have come back and they've seen the reality. Because you have to remember, Saudi Saudi does beautiful work when it comes to, um, facilitating The students From all over the world actually. And, and we, we have to give them Praise and credit for that Like they do mm. with the Hujjaj But what happens is This tulab al-ilm And I've heard it With my own ears actually, That they, when they See the reality And they see the hypocrisy And their double standards And their You know Lack of sincerity this, the, the, the people that try to call it out Who are the tulab al-ilm Who have a responsibility To call this out Maruf Munkar They turn around And the people that are You know Slaves to the rules say Didn't they pay for your education? So there's an element of gratefulness So it's like You are an absolute hypocrite. Yeah. Because they paid for your education. So yeah. what it means is that, because they paid for my education and given me Islamic I mean, realm, I mean, I am subs- I have to be slaves to them for the rest of my life. I'm mean, date to them. Yeah. In until I finally wake up. And unfortunately, this is something that we do commonly see. Lil Asaf al-Shadeed. We do see this. I'm not saying all of those who go to Medina or all of those who study in the Riyadh or wherever it may be, where the institutes or those universities are, are prevalent, that they fall into this. But believe me, the vast majority do. So I'm saying, use your knowledge and be a source of benefit, not a source of discord, and that's my final message. And to me, you know, again, I'm I'm a brother that's, you know, a bit outspoken, and you know, I love I love to, I love to uh, you know banter a bit but on, in all seriousness it's not a joke and I, I, should, I, I should be held accountable for when I go you know left or right and I, and I use offensive terms but I'm dealing with and I honestly believe a very very cancerous methodology and like Sheikh Nabil Al-Awadi said that in order for us to have unity stay away from these people and that's my final message <laughs> Um let me just give some concluding
0: advice as well uh, brothers and sisters we spoke about various issues today um, and in fact, no two, three-hour podcast will ever do justice to the years uh, of work and our human hours spent by uh, people of knowledge in these in these areas, areas pertaining to the legitimacy of ruler, uh, the establishment of Allah's Deen on earth, yeah. the, the Sharia, um, who Khalifa, khulafa Khilafa, uh, rebellion, obedience. These are very, very, you know, big and deep and extensive issues. Mm-hmm. And it's not black and white, as you've seen from the conversation that me and Brother Haji has, um, is a very nuanced and a very contextualised conversation, and one that's taken place over a millennia of our scholarship. However, that said, this issue of supporting tyranny and oppression, or turning a blind eye, or you legalising it, just justifying it, this stuff, I think, a someone with a cursory understanding of Islam and a cursory understanding of the Seerah and the lives of the Sahaba, especially the Khulafa ar rashidin you will know that this stuff is not from Islam. Of course not. You can, you know, uh, you know, we know from the very famous Hadith. I believe it is from At-Tirmidhi. Actually, correct me. Mm-hmm. Where, the, when the Sahaba asked the mm-hmm. Prophet Wasallam, "What is the best type of jihad?" The Prophet said, "Kalimat al-Haq against a tyrannical
1: ruler." The tyrannic rule, uh, 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 haq Exactly. To, to,
0: but. Um, I guess the point I'm trying to make is, brothers and sisters, you know, when it comes to the lives and the security of the believers, when it comes to Allah's Deen being implemented or not being implemented, or you know these are very, very major issues, you mm-hmm. know, right? And I hope that from this conversation I've had with Brother Haji that you know, we've not presented a black and white, a binary kind of conversation. We're trying to, in fact, demonstrate that it is such a, it's such a vast area of discussion, debate, um, uh, where there was even differences amongst the Salaf. Right, 100%. yeah, and there even was even the difference the Sahaba. Sahaba. Hey, even difference between the Sahaba, um, one would even go as far as to say that there was even a difference between Abu Bakr and Omar with regards to, to the fighting the people, yeah, the fighting the people yeah. who testified the Shahada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would be very, very cautious if to fully subscribe to any kind of dawah or any kind of political message that says. It requires from the believers To be absolutely blind followers And defenders of tyranny and oppression But at the same time I would equally caution against those Who are calling
1: for uh, raising arms uh, And and, And that's what I do want to add as well I'm not calling for khurud And it's better not to do it Yeah, of course. I have always maintained that stance The sanctity of the life of the believer Is
0: paramount As is the preservation of the deen And these are things Which are very much normative uh, And and things which we need to all Kind of aspire to learn uh, So we can manoeuvre uh, in these various issues. Um, that is the end of the podcast, but not for Brother Haji. Not for Brother Hajji. No,
1: no, no. I'm still ticking. I'm still ticking. Okay. Still ticking.
0: Um, so, we take inspiration from the Sahaba uh, in the way we conclude this podcast. Uh, so, when the early generals went out uh, in the Ghazawat and the campaigns, uh, what were the three things that they should tell the people before they entered?
1: Okay. So, first, they used to tell the people to invite them to Islam. Yeah. And if they accept, Obviously, take it from them and they're classed as believers. The second is that they pay the jizya, yeah. And what's the third one? And the third one is that the safe uh, it's a sword between yeah. us and you. No,
0: so we take that inspiration and we've mm. implemented it into the podcast. But obviously, because it's blood brothers and everyone, we're Muslims, in it? We can't have those conditions of to course, believers, of course. so uh, we kind of refined it uh, and made it more brotherly, a brotherly three conditions, yeah. Okay, so you can. So, obviously, being Bengali myself, I'm Pakistani, okay. Uh, I'm going to make you three offers Go on So you have to either try a delicacy Which is very common amongst Bengalis And that is a barn and Supari The Pakistanis have it as well Yeah we're
1: not free from it bro
0: Okay <laughs> <laughs> Or you have to try Mr. Naga paste Which is very spicy okay. uh, Or an arm
1: wrestle with me Put it this way, I'm going to be driving back to Birmingham. So if I have the pawn, I'm going to be a bit tipsy. yeah. yeah. So I don't want that.
0: But it's the permissible type, just to oh, Of course, of course. I'm not saying Muharram. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying, it's don't get me it's wrong, I don't no,
1: want
0: no, no, I Don't to no. be, you know. <laughs> no, 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 there is a type of pawn which I would probably say is either makro impermissible. It's the one that's with dry tobacco. And no, I was going to give you Mita pawn.
1: You sure? You're trying to you're, you're spike me or something? No, no, never you, that. Sure? Okay, <laughs> or oh, there's Mr. Naga, which is. There's no point Having an arm wrestle with you So why Those three conditions Or the third one Is irrelevant brother Yeah. It's a waste of time Honestly So I'll do number two The paste Yeah Mosin Bismillah Okay But I'm telling you If I end up breaking down Or No you'll be fine Okay Yalla Oh uh, Oh my
0: god Okay (laughs) cool (laughs) then This is uh, Our Bengali viewers And uh, will know exactly What this is Mr. Naga Uh, It's a Mr. Naga paste I love it bro I love it. Why is it called Mr. Naga if you don't want me to The Naga is the name of the spice itself. Oh, Naga. It's the name of the chili itself. Naga. Mr. Naga is just the
1: pasted version, the achar version. Does Mr. Naga believe in khuruj or not? That's what I want to know.
0: Um, well, he definitely made khuruj from the conventional spice itself. So he, uh, so he uh, exited the
1: obedience of the spice? Of the spice no itself problem. and made it into a paste. So uh, he, he, that's my sort of person. Yeah, okay, then. so let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Yallah, bismillah. All right then. Uh, is, that, is that enough to do the meat damage or what? Being a Pakistani background, I'm kind of accustomed or climatized to spices. So, whilst it is spicy, it's not doing me any harm. Really, I could take another spoon of that. Take another spoon. Eh? <laughs> Honestly. I'm cool, bro. Are you sure? As as I'm cool. I could feel the tingle. Don't get me wrong; it's there. Okay, but it's not like where. <sighs> huh? So, Yallah, give me three. Let's see, let's see, give me three. Look, I'm reballing against my handies either. <laughs> and, and they're getting bigger and bigger. And bigger they're like, <laughs> I can hear a handie going. <laughs> <laughs> now the third one's getting to me. Okay, alhamdulillah. Now alhamdulillah. the third one is getting to me. But I could even force a fourth one. Nah, 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 the far, I, I could force it. a fourth one. Nah. Yallah, go on. Yallah. No bro,
0: Mr. Naga and me are cool. Okay. I'll be honest, I could probably take a fifth. Nah, I'm not giving you a 5th I'm
1: telling you, I'm not even... GKD. Look, 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 look. look.
0: <laughs> Listen, you've paid. Is it, is it empty? It is empty. Is it
1: empty? Have, I, have I
0: taken any? No, you any? haven't. You so haven't. With yeah. the cuts or nothing? No, no, you haven't. You, you, you paid the dues yet, and your dues exactly. more than you paid four, or five. Sp- have, sp- I, have, sp- I, have
1: I done for a year? No, Advance payments, yeah. Yeah, you're done for fine. You're fine, bro. Alhamdulillah Look, Alhamdulillah. Look, actually, look, I'm not. I'm cool. Trust me. I, I might look. Have I, have I done that? Common, you know, uh, when you're feeling it. No, have no, I done that? No, no, no. You haven't. I'm quite. Don't get me wrong. I'm not acting as if it hasn't affected me. But he hasn't
0: affected me that bad. <laughs> nah, Alhamdulillah, you're pretty cool. Well, I'm cool. Am I eyes-watering? No, nah, no, nah, you smashed it. You smashed it. <coughs> so, Niyo
1: If he's out there. If I could take Mr. Naga, you guys are no problem. Ravajee, you're salamu Allah is a-salamu Allah is a-salamu It's an honor, you you Mazha, it honor. Thank you very much for having me. Allah is very
0: Brothers and sisters, and that is all for today's podcast. Mr. Naga gives his salam. Wa alaikum <laughs> um, uh, Remember to subscribe to the Five Pillars YouTube channel. Check Bro Haji out on YouTube. Uh, the YouTube channel is named Bro Haji. Bro
1: Haji, yeah. Let's get
0: him on that 10k milestone very B- quick, B- inshallah. B- B- um, like the video, leave a comment, share. Uh, if you want to hear this podcast on all your channels, then search The Mad Mom Looks. And until next time, salamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa Blood Brothers Podcast Five Pillars and Mad, Mad Mom look Looks Production. <laughs>